0: We've got Tiffany Grant next week. <laughs> and apparently all he had to do was ask.
1: <laughs> That's pretty awesome, guys. Actually
0: actually Neil courted her in a very clever way. He actually used the uh, no pizza and no chinese and that got her.
1: Oh, <laughs> That's awesome, guys. Congratulations. Yay.
0: <laughs> very nice. Yes. Thank you. It's we thought so. It's uh Neil was uh, able to Get her interested, so congratulations, Neil. Yay! Good for
2: him. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Pulled some strings.
3: You know, kick over a rock, find her email address. Yeah, he
1: Did some nasty things.
3: Yeah. See, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking along the lines of what favors he had to call in and what sort of nasty stuff did he have to do to pull it off.
1: Yep. He didn't <laughs> want to talk about that. So he's just going to be like, well... Just pulled
0: some writers. yeah. <laughs> I, I love the video of you with, uh, with a hot dog and a stick hat. Well played, sir.
3: Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> Is that because I'm forever red? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was Neil's doing, not mine.
3: Uh
0: huh.
3: Uh
2: huh. See, I was gonna do a Photoshop of him as a Valkyrie this week, but I just never, didn't
3: have enough time. Oh, damn. I would have looked all right, too. Thanks, Neil.
2: Yeah. Yes.
3: Oh, uh, uh,
0: oh, by the way, uh, Brian Blessed in, yeah. in the Flash Gordon yes. movie? Yes. You remember the scene where he actually goosed Dale? Yes. That Brian Blessed just did that off the cuff because he wanted to.
3: I'm sorry. I remember that because that's got to be one of my top five favorite movies ever.
1: That movie's awesome. No,
0: there's actually an interview with Brian Blessed where he talked about how much he wanted to do that. And he actually goes into detail on what he did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, the, and the host is like, yeah. stop,
1: stop, stop,
0: stop, stop. Like He's talking good because he's Brian Blessed.
1: <laughs> Brian Blessed is awesome.
3: Because what else was he in that I really liked? He um, he was in that version of Much Ado About Nothing where it was really good.
1: Oh, yeah, he I was, love that. I mean,
3: he's done a ton of stuff, but that's like another thing that I remember him specifically for. He climbed Everest. Uh-uh. Whoa. No kidding. He literally was a Hawkman then. How about that?
1: Yeah.
0: Yes, and beware of any Native women that were on the way there, beware. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's funny this interview. It's just because he just is so candid, and so I'm Brian Blessed. I can say what I want, and this host <laughs> is like this host is like, I lost control of my show. I lost control of my show.
3: <laughs> See, you pray for that when you're when you're doing interviews or watching interviews because, well, you especially for like-, like sports, there's like four canned answers. And if they're doing junkets for movies, it's basically the same five questions over again. It's so refreshing when you've got such a guy, whether he's an egoist or whatever, that'll just or, or, or a,
0: or a, a hawkist,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly, a doveist, whatever he is, is. <laughs> so it's just really entertaining to watch somebody do that.
0: Yeah, well, it's uh, there's a, there's a small list of people I'd actually let do that. It's uh, Brian Blessed. Uh, William
3: Shatner, probably. If, if, William, if we ever got William Shatner, i just love him do what he wants. I was surprised by his show, Raw Nerve, because, yeah, I actually saw a couple of them, because... Oh, man, it's an awesome show. It is an awesome show. What about, what
0: about stuff my dad says?
3: Uh, not so Never hard. watched it, so I don't know. You know no, what? I could have written
0: that book, because my dad says all sorts of things. Did I ever tell you the Wendy's story? No. Not me. Okay, my dad and I went to a Wendy's when I was, like, uh, 15, and my dad, well, I ordered a junior bacon cheeseburger. My dad says he wanted a regular bacon cheeseburger. They said they don't have any. And my dad says, "Well, that doesn't make any sense. How can you have a junior without a senior?"
3: There you go. Nah. So he wanted a senior cheeseburger. Funny, from the same place that later on made a baconator.
1: Baconator.
3: <laughs> well, I, I know why they senior.
1: Normally, seniors don't call themselves senior. They well, he the wanted, wanted
0: a regular one. one though. He wanted a regular one. Though. Oh, have- okay. <laughs> I don't know every
3: senior I know is always itching for some sort of senior discount, and it'll, and he'll <laughs> say to the senior at the drop of a hat.
1: And speaking of which, what's the deal with Carl Junior? Carl Juniors, such a thing is a myth. They do not exist.
3: Oh, are you in the land of Hardee's? Yes. Uh, ah, yeah. fair enough.
1: I've been. I've eaten at a Carl Junior's, and they're awesome. But Hardee's is not so
0: good.
2: Mm. Oh. I tried.
0: I tried. Parties. I tried White Castle once in my life. Got sick.
2: That's normal.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It is. That's that it's because. So good. Well, out of curiosity, what time of day did you have that White Castle?
0: Um, it was. Uh, I remember what it was. Three years ago, I was at a Comic Genesis Comic Cookout. It was in uh, St. Louis, so it's uh, they had White Castles there, and I live in Texas, so we don't have White Castles here. Right. I'm like, you know i want to try white castle i always hear about it. let's try it and i had one of the, their four yeah, packs what, whatever they what call it what time of
3: day was it afternoon oh see that's the problem <laughs> because if you if i i honestly think that white castle changes the minute uv light hits it <laughs> anytime like the sun comes up no wonder why you got sick. You didn't have it at like three a.m. So, m. so
0: it's sort yeah, of like gargoyles when when the when the sun, yeah. sun rises, it turns to stone.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was going to say they're called sliders for a reason. They well, slide in and right yeah. back out. Yeah, I was
0: I was very sad that it made me sick. That that Comic Jansen's comic cookout. All right, well, let's get this started. Uh, Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, I am again your host, Ben, and we're joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neal. Go Team Venture! And t- Woo! And with us we have Kitty Hawk.
1: Hello! Visit STBY.com for sexy fun.
0: And Matt Senko joins us once again because apparently we didn't drive him out on that Power Rangers episode. <laughs> Hank, you're a moron. And tonight we'll be talking about... The Venture Brothers, one of the greatest uh, things that come out of a Cartoon Network ever, and one of the only few quality things that came out in the last couple of years.
1: I you must know? agree with that statement.
0: And uh, actually, the thing is, Venture Brothers was birthed from a pilot that actually has Flash animation, but some of the best use of Flash in animation I've ever seen. Yeah. Check it out. The pilot actually... Is all Flash animation, but the way that the creators used it was very clever, and uh, with as much traditional knowledge as they possibly put it in, it doesn't look like total drama bullshit.
1: No, it, lo- it looks really good because, well, if you actually put some love into Flash, you can get it to do epic things. Like, I mean, Homestar Runner is another example of using Flash to its its you know you know limits, but. I mean, I didn't know that that was Flash, and now now that you say that, I'm really impressed.
0: Yeah, the first episode was Flash. After that, after the series was picked up, they actually picked the traditional animation studio.
1: Right, right. But that's pretty pretty awesome for Flash. I mean...
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. one of my favorite moments in the pilot is when Brock says, Go ahead, take it from me. Oh,
1: Brock is awesome.
0: He kills a... An alligator. An alligator, yeah. yeah. What's he doing? Being thorough.
1: <laughs>
0: See, there
2: you go. What did you piss on it? <laughs> no, that was the mummy. Oh, yeah, I'm getting my seen. You no, know, he killed. He killed something every two minutes in that pilot. <laughs> I love the crazy eyes they always put on him. The best look. facial animation. Best facial animation in in cartoons these well, days. Well, one of the things that bugs me—it's not something I hate,
0: but something that bugs me—and I'm not saying it's a positive or a negative, just something that bugs me personally. It's some, its my own damage. You know, blah 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 blah. I actually think it's kind of clever how they do it. But Brock in the first season is like this maniac, and then as the show goes on, they soften him up quite a bit.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, that happens to every badass in cartoons.
0: I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that it's.
1: Well, they had to it. build him up. I mean, you know, this guy is a badass, and after that, we can start delving into his character. I think, but the first, the first season wasn't as. I don't want to say deep is like the rest of it because it is pretty good but the rest of it starts getting into like failure as the yeah
0: the theme is
3: failure
1: yeah i love that
3: see the minute i read that i completely agree with you guys is just how many different ways i didn't think there were that many ways to fail
1: and and it's such a rainbow of fail
3: i mean if
0: you want to check fa-
3: there's an check- album name right there rainbow of fail
0: <laughs> if you want if you wanted to check if you want to check on the various failures in the world there is a funny site
2: called fail blog
1: oh I, yeah i've, blog, I've seen yeah, failblog.org yep
2: and it's a it's a theme that we can all relate to
1: yeah <laughs> i mean Ugh. well there there is certainly a lot of fail in the world and i just love like the failed scientist Failed bodyguard, failed children, failed everything.
0: <laughs> uh, my favorite episode of Venture Brothers was the one that were they were totally amping on Scooby Doo by making all the Scooby Doo characters famous killers.
1: Oh, I love I love that the Scooby Doo episode
0: where they made that, Fred uh, uh, Ted Bundy and they made oh uh, yeah. And,
1: yeah, and and that was actually written by oh I didn't ben see Ed. that
3: one. that sounds awesome already.
0: Yeah, and Shaggy is named Sonny, and his yeah. dog is the is a, a talking dog that only he can hear and see. They made him Son of Sam because Son of Sam, yeah. his dog tells him to kill people.
3: Amen. That, yeah. See that that's great to just even go in in depth like that. That's stellar. Good well, writing. Just, Good writing.
1: It's really awesome that they bring in like Hanna Barbera characters. Like I always I Max love and Johnny. So, yeah. Well, when you see Johnny. Show up for the first time. That's when you realize that this really isn't like a parody. You realize there's something else going on. Like because when I saw Johnny, I was like, "Whoa, this."
0: is Yeah, Johnny Quest, the original Johnny Quest is all strung out.
1: Yeah, and he's living under an
3: addict or something. Yeah, because when I was doing research in like season two, there was a couple of different references to. Just cracked out Johnny Quest. It's hysterical. And uh, yeah. race
0: Bannon and race Bannon is like partially gay or something.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That like uh, race Bannon and uh, and N- Doctor Quest were secret lovers.
0: Yeah, that's what they yeah. are. Yeah,
1: yeah and that was, ha- Bur- that was also in Harvey. That was also in Harvey Birdman because well, it's well. Don't so they have um, the
0: same guy voice Benton that's voicing Rusty in? you know, in Harvey Birdman, it sounds like the same guy. I swear it, it sounds like the same guy.
1: Who plays Rusty on Venture Brothers?
3: Oh, I He's, thought it was one of the main guys.
1: Yeah, I think it is. Uh, James Because it's
3: not Hammer, it's the other guy, isn't it? That does Rusty?
1: No, no, no. Actually, it's another guy. Uh, James, I'm going to murder this, Urbanike. No. Okay. Ike uh, who apparently has just done a bunch of movies. Good for him. Yeah.
3: Um, there's, but there's he, there's a oh, creative group over there. I'm glad they're getting out and doing other stuff.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Um, there's like, I, 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 actually, uh, the voice actors are all really good on that show. I mean, yeah, they've got a really good team going on there. And I think That's it's just because,
3: because, is that because a bunch of them are carryovers from the tick?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah,
3: how this core group got started.
1: Yeah, actually, um, the Jackson Public got his start over on the Tick TV show. And that's actually how he got Bed Edlin. Spoon! Uh, yeah, exactly. Spoon! And that's how he got him to come along and do, like, some writing. And he also wrote that episode with Scooby D- the Scooby-Doo characters.
0: Oh, God, okay. which was just awesome.
1: I know. And that, that episode is so epic and when i yeah, found that out, it's, I like, it's oh. just really
0: funny because you know uh, because uh, hank calls uh, hank says about dr orpheus i know he looks like a dracula and and ted <laughs> who's supposed to be fred who who dresses like hank thought he thought that dr orpheus was also a dracula as well <laughs> <laughs> oh oh, oh.
1: Awesome. and then and then like the shaggy and uh, the scooby doo char- like the shaggy character knows that like hank and um and dean recently died and he thinks because he
0: killed them because he was all strung out and killed them
1: oh yeah that's right that was that was that was it he was the one who hit them when they were on their little hover scooters
0: no oh. no killed them in a cave
1: oh wait yeah that's right that's right oh man that was they've that died, was that was number they, they 6 i think nope. yeah they nope. have died too many times
0: <laughs> that, that was the number 6's yeah
1: uh-huh. i love i love that i love that sequence and uh is it Powerless in the Face of Death? Was that a... Ever...
0: Oh. Yeah, Powerless speaking... in the
1: Face of Death.
0: Yeah, speaking of which, the, the season two opener, the song that plays there... Yeah. I know a guy who says that that song actually helped him through uh, depression,
3: so... Wow. I'm glad I'm glad you brought up the music. The music's stellar on this.
1: Oh, God, it's beautiful. Well, Talk that... about
3: setting a tone that's similar to what they're parodying in the first place, but taking it somewhere else, just musically. Oh, yeah. It's, it's incredible.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I love, I love that. Al- I have the album. It's excellent. I mean,
3: Oh, wow. They, I didn't know they put out an album. Good for I them. Thought they
1: did. Or maybe no, i don't.
3: I'm sure they did.
1: <laughs> I think they did. Cause I think I've got it. Like I, I mostly like put my music on my iPod and then I forget where, <laughs> where the disc is.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, that that but, reminds me yeah.
0: of something. The uh, uh, one of my, uh, you know, one of the things I really do remember about this cartoon is just how, at times, the characters don't take the situation they're in as seriously as they should. And well, that's... It,
1: they're in this situation all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like the the compound is being attacked like every single day.
0: Yeah. Uh, but uh, really, I remember one episode. It's the one. It's the one where they were trying to fly over Uberman, and uh, they crashed. And, yeah. And uh, Dean almost ma- married. Uh...
3: Oh, thank you for bringing this up because um, uh, they've been redo. They've been reshowing all these, and they've yeah. been just going through season two recently. Gotta be one of my favorite ones. Love bites. They end up in Uberland and Dean ends up dressed up like
0: Princess, Princess
3: Leo with the Cinnabons. I know. Oh, Stellar. Gotta be one of the funniest uh, ones. You've I got love that Hitler it. girlfriend in there. You've got the trap jaw Arnold Schwarzenegger guy. Oh, just and comedy all over the place.
0: My favorite part of that is where they said that girl Hitler was going to be the new president of Oberland and uh, <laughs> and uh, Dean says,
3: a girl president and a Hitler, how progressive. <laughs> See, and, and they're like throwaway lines, but those are the funniest lines in the show. I know. You literally got to rewind and go, did they just say what I think they might have said? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's Venture Brothers, so of course they did.
1: Yeah, it it, the writing is just so wonderful. I mean, I I keep I keep wondering like it's just getting uh, more and more epic. How does this? Oh,
0: the uh, one henchman that uh, that Brock was torturing in that episode. Oh my God, that was the most hilarious Brock moment of that season.
1: Which episode was that?
0: That love bites when he. Oh yeah, yeah. He says and stops and and the henchman's like, wait, what's wrong? And he's like. uh... No, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's like, no. Tell me. <laughs> oh, I, I felt a lump. Oh,
3: that's right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and and the funniest thing about it, the most random thing about it, is see is, is he still in that Chewbacca costume at that point? Yes. Yes. Because that's the biggest award in Uberland or whatever is was, best, group was best costume. costume.
0: Yeah, best group costume. <laughs> uh, that that was almost as funny as the as the episode the victor echo november where uh where the uh where brock is fighting that one stranger puts a knife in him and he says i'm pretty sure i missed the kidney he's like no no you really got it can you sing a song to me while i die
3: (laughs) just hold me please no i'm pretty sure i because it's brock Sampson. he's like stone cold killer yeah i'm sure i didn't hit the kidney the guy's like no i think you did
0: (laughs) sing me a song please and, he, and Brock is actually singing this song. I forgot what song it was, but that's not important for the scene.
1: Yep. Oh man, I love Escape from Escape to the House of Mummies Part Two. That crazy episode where they're like time traveling, and you're you're like it's as though you've come into this, and you're not sure what's going on. Yeah,
0: I remember. Yeah, I remember they they cut over open Edgar Allan Poe to keep.
1: to uh, keep Dean warm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and And you and meanwhile, Dr. Venture is like you know, just settle talking, a little, bit. yeah, and like it's he's just talking about how his life sucks and everything, and like then they totally forget about Hank Dean <laughs> and Brock me and the extra Brock and whatever, the perfect at the end man. Of that, yeah, the perfect man at that end of the episode,
3: <laughs> wow.
1: I love that See, episode. I haven't watched
3: enough of these. That just sounds so random. I, I have to ch- I'm like a moth to the flame. Oh yeah. Season
0: one season one with a t testicular torch episode.
1: Oh sweet. Yeah, I love uh, that episode.
0: Uh, I love that one because by the way, the Candiro is a real fish.
1: I know, I know.
0: And it, yes, it really does swim up the urethra.
1: Yes, it is a horrible little fish. Oh, oh man. They had a um have you ever seen the show A Thousand Ways to Die?
0: Yes. yes. Yes.
1: They had a Kandira, uh skit, and it was, well, I was like yeah. squirming. I'm Ugh. not going
0: to visit the Amazon, so. Yeah,
1: that, that, that's that's one place I I think I'd like not to get into. <laughs> yeah. Maybe look at yeah. it. Don't get in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: but, I, uh, just, I just loved how uh, how Teddy Roosevelt's time machine looked in that episode <laughs> because it, it looks like a metal Teddy Roosevelt.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> what Mecca Roosevelt?
0: Well, it's Ooh. like a steampunk robotic Teddy Roosevelt's Teddy Roosevelt Perfect. time machine.
1: Yeah. Oh man, now that reminds me of Mecca she- Mecca Shiva Mecca Shiva Mecca Shiva. That didn't happen. They're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that episode. Just just for that opener with Mecca Shiva, just. That that right there perfect. and in, in one of
0: them's Indiana Jones, the other one is the guy from uh, Tom Selleck's show that he did instead of Indiana Jones.
1: Uh the Tom Selleck show, uh, Magnum P. I.
0: Yes, yes. Well the other one's yeah. Magnum P.I., Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what he's dressed up as. Oh man, I love I love that opening. That's just so perfect.
0: And of course we're talking about failure, we can't forget helper.
1: Oh, poor oh, little God. helper
3: poor helper
1: yeah.
3: that was pretty good <laughs> I, I love
0: the one when they were on the space station and helper crashes into the satellite and <laughs> some girl picks up her phone she's says someone's just trying to fax me
1: <laughs> well, I love how Hel- helpers like the dialysis machine and the uh, in the first episode uh, when they're in Mexico
2: yeah
3: and, oh, like no.
1: sound. Oh man! Oh, how it, many times
2: do those things come detached from him and oh,
1: gosh, blood
2: everywhere? Gosh. And I'm like, Ugh. Oh, what about
0: the? What about the? What about poor Speedy?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that whole episode,
0: because <laughs> Brock grabs onto Speedy's head and doesn't let go, no matter how many tranquilizers they hit
2: him with. He finally yeah. goes down, but he has such
0: a firm grip on Speedy's head.
1: Oh yeah.
2: And, like, like, oh. and the one guy sounds like Ray Romano. He's like, oh, that sucks. And then he <laughs> just shoots oh, him.
1: number 24? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I love number 21 and 24.
0: Two-ton like,
1: 21. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. like, the whole... Because tra- because what what a
3: great arc for those two clowns. Yeah, Yeah. Well, we'll...
1: yeah the Rosencrantz and uh couple. And then, like... I love how he just holds on to twenty four, wants him to be around. An episode where you see like, you know, he's interacting with other ghosts and it's like still unsure. Yeah. Is and, he a and, ghost?
0: And th- you remember Speedy?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Hi. Uh, doesn't he go over and like oh he, like during that episode one of the one of the ghosts used to be a um was one of the red Red Helm's people.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. what, what of, I loved was what I loved was uh Twenty One actually became a badass.
1: Oh, I love that. I mean it it and I love how in Operation Prom he like how he just basically says, Fuck all this you know, I'm I'm out of here. Like he's just had enough and I'm now wondering what are they gonna do with him? I mean, I really love that whole character arc with him.
0: Yeah. it, it was just awesome watch him actually give Brock a good fight.
1: Oh man, that that was epic! And because like, he actually
0: does what well, he did the first time with the lightsaber bell—just boo—and then yeah, and then he just turns around, and backslaps him.
1: But I do like how I think it's the end of that episode where they go and confront Monstroso, and okay. he's dressed up like Obi Wan Kenobi.
0: Yeah, and Monstroso is totally a combination of Kingpin and Daredevil.
1: Yes, yes, I lo- I, I love that episode with Monstroso and Billy Quiz Boy.
0: Oh, and by the way, there's one thing I do hate, uh, is internet rumors. Uh, actually, I remember reading like two years ago on the on Wikipedia, two to three years ago on Wikipedia, that they were actually going to have David Bowie reprise all the lines that the character David Bowie said. And I'm like, oh, that'll be so awesome. And then I found out that was not true. It was on Wikipedia. I'm like, Wikipedia usually has good standards on making sure that shit sh- like doesn't that doesn't get on there.
1: Well, maybe it fell through. I mean, there's a possibility of that. but but that's that sounds like a really big rumor i wouldn't i wouldn't believe that until david bowie himself said it like yes i'm going to do it
0: and by the way david bowie was great in the episodes he was in it was like wow the character david bowie not
1: yeah yeah oh man i mean (laughs) i'm david Bowie bowie yeah david bowie shows up and and then you find out that he's what was he called the um,
3: the sovereign,
1: the sovereign. And then you find out he's the sovereign. It's like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Of course, he's the sovereign.
3: What a random <laughs> cameo! That's stellar.
0: And that was that was during the time that that uh, that Dean was having his uh, his never ending story.
1: Oh yeah. But, uh, I, I oh, love man. that
0: because I love that because. It was just so random because it had uh, Doctor Orpheus commandeer the uh, the jet, and they had piloted the uh, that alien from Star Wars that they summoned from a plane <laughs> card.
1: I'm <laughs> like, oh, <yeah>. really? <laughs> and you're like, ha, 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 ha. it was that was pretty good. <laughs> that that episode was excellent. Yeah. I mean, oh man, uh. I think, but I really like um, I like the whole thing with like Billy quizboy and um and his, his, his White. Story
0: when he remembers what happened
1: oh yeah yeah i- I just like him like his his version of failure, which is he could have been like this epic surgeon, but because he got involved with the o s i that was all like dashed, yeah so. It's, it's, you feel, I feel bad for, of all the characters, I think I feel the most for him, Mm. just because, like, he's not really, he wasn't really part of this. Yeah, yeah, I I get that. got dragged into it. Whereas White, I kind of don't sympathize with, because he kind of did it to himself.
0: Oh, and by the way, I love the episode with the, with the, uh, with the, uh, that, that, that old colleague of Ventures that, you know, when they went to the funeral. Um... And that was with Doctor. It was is with the. It was with, uh, it was with uh, Underbite and uh, and uh, Billy White and, uh, oh, and
1: Brock. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah. they got the old team venture together, and it shows that old team venture versus just Brock.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a match.
1: No, it is. It is definitely not a match. Oh man, now I'm th- all I've got in my head right now is just Robo It's Robobo. <laughs> like you know and it plays the 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 general Lee uh, haunt sound the, I love that well that's part of the monstroso episode but I really love that episode just cause there's like you get to see White with Robobo and then the uh, there's lots of Billy Quiz Boy I just like that episode
0: oh I that, love the one with uh, with uh, with what's his name uh, Dr. Killinger <gasps>
1: I love that one. Are you talking about what? The, are first, you talking the about first, the first one? one,
0: the first one where twenty one tries to actually attack him, and he yeah. he says, A "Semper uh, Fidelis, Tyrannosaurus." Yeah. And and he says, "What you what you meant to say was uh, die tyrant, but what you said was uh, always faithful." Jo- oh. Terrible lizard cake.
3: Love <laughs> it.
1: I love Doctor Killinger, um, and his magic murder bag. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: That was the episode. That was the episode where Hank and Dean's mom shows up, and she's all oh, crazy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. But I like it. When, I like the episode where Doctor Killinger comes back for and
0: uh, helps for helps Doctor Venture.
1: Yeah, I really like that episode because really, it shows
0: that as as much of an ass Doctor Venture is. He, he's not going to attack his brother.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he's you know that's that's good, but it's also just showing that like Doctor Killinger is just showing him. You don't have to be a failure. There's this other thing you could be doing, but Doctor yeah. Venture just chooses. Well, I'll, I'll just keep failing because I just can't do that, which is yeah. kind of sad in and of itself. Because you're just thinking, but he would actually make an okay super villain, just because he, you know, if he were evil, but he's not, so he gets yeah. to continue to fail. Yay! And his his brother Jonas is like doing awesome.
0: Well, his brother's a bit of an ass too, though.
1: Oh yeah, he is a total ass. But then again, being eaten by your brother and having to live in him for like
0: which, by the way, is totally ripping off of, ripping off the X Men villain Cassandra Nova.
3: Well, <laughs> but that's not the first comic book reference that they've made. And I know, yeah. but yeah. I'm, I'm, just that, I'm just saying that I'm just saying that
0: if you if you if you know that one, if if you don't know that one, what happened was Doctor Xavier absorbed his twin in the womb, and his twin in the womb became Cassandra Nova, and Stuff happened. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was a convoluted mess. It's X-Men comics. They never made much sense anyways.
1: Well, I think that's also... I, I kind of think that's a trope. Kind of the eating another... You know, having another person inside you or something like that. Like being a chimera. Or actually having the person inside you. But I did like that... I did like that... Uh, he had swallowed his twin brother. And his twin oh. brother like sucked all the awesome out of him. <laughs> Well, he was. He did. He was like an organ that sucked all his awesome out and then was like, see you later. Pure <laughs> he sound...
0: But yeah, it's uh, one thing that I have to give the show props for is they never, never dropped in animation quality.
1: No, well, no, they haven't. Well, there was one episode where there was like, I think it was in like the third season where there were some animations that were kind of. I wouldn't say choppy, but I would say kind of quick. But that episode there wasn't a lot of movement in it. And I think the deal was is that they were doing a They were saving say,
0: money for a bigger episode.
1: Yeah, I think they were saving money for the finale, so they decided, let's cut back on the animation on this one. Which I mean, uh, that's perfectly fine if you're gonna do that. Just yeah. don't don't get it down to like season eight of Rama One Half or like most of Fushigi Yugi. Oh. <laughs> that episode where they go to the frickin' festival and there's no animation. Oh God. oh, God.
3: So, wait a minute. There's an animated show that doesn't have animation in
1: it? No, there's more than one. Okay, so the Fushigi Yugi um, suffered from the fact that, I think it was like when they got into the second season, they didn't have as much money. So... There was this episode where they were at a festival, and they decided to save money on this episode. So the B team wasn't even doing this. This was the D team. So like animations were literally like as though you were taking little little puppets and going do 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 like going making them go up and down. And there would be scenes where they just wouldn't move, but they'd be talking. Wow. It was that's
0: where awesome. that's where, Z- where Genix got it.
1: It it, it, well, it was. It's like that episode just sort of is scarred in my memory forever because I just remember because I bought I bought this uh, video and I'm watching this and I'm going, oh my god, this is terrible. (laughs) I paid money for this. this. Yeah, and like it wasn't cheap, and I was like, oh god. But it did get it did get better. It did get better, but it was just that episode just. But anyway, yeah, Adventure Brothers has never gotten that that bad. It's like there's only one episode, and I can't even remember which one it was. But there was a lot of dialogue in the episode, so I. Uh, Do you ever see the Christmas special? Uh, I think I did see the Christmas special. I'm just not Little Joseph. Little Joseph, I, I am. I, I, I guess I've forgotten the Christmas episode. Oh,
0: it's where it's where the uh, the. Uh, uh, if you don't know, in German Christmas there is Saint Nicholas and he has a demonic uh, companion uh, called the uh, Claw Something, and this oh Krampus
1: Gr- or something like that. Yeah,
0: and and this thing is a horrifying thing in in northern Germany. They actually have festivals where they have people dressed oh. up like this character, and it's the most frightening thing you've ever seen.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that Kramp- Krampus shows up. Yeah, yeah, Kramp- yeah. Krampus is scared. Krampus.
3: Yes, very frightening.
1: Man, and then I I hear about things like Krampus, and I'm like, dang! I wish I had that. Here you go. Yeah, I wish I had had that when I was growing up. You know, that would have made me into a stronger person. Take a look at
0: take a look at this. Take a look at this guy. No,
1: I I, 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 Krampus.
0: Neil, you there?
2: Yeah, I'm
0: here. Neil, take a look at the Krampus.
1: The Krampus. I'm
2: gonna
0: take
1: a look. All I can think of is.
3: When I see that face, Matt. He's yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not dead. It's just he looks like like a guar drummer or something. That's all. <laughs> and, and like
0: it's... I said, in in <laughs> northern Germany, they they have Christmas festivals and they have Krampuses. and the people in the Krampus costumes chase children around, and the children are screaming and scarred for life. And yeah, that's that's not German as... Christmas,
3: and not as scary as Mister Hanky the Christmas Pooh or anything like that. Just you got to behave.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> this guy will come with his rusty chains and um, make your life hell.
0: I've heard in, in the versions I've heard, he has an axe.
1: Some versions he has an axe. The ones that I always remember are he has the rusty chains and he clanks them around while he's walking around, so yeah. you know to scare scare everyone. And dang, that 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 is definitely scary.
0: Yeah, that mask.
1: Yeah, I, I, I got, but I gotta say, I, I, I like this. I like this. Children need to be like experienced to like horror and stuff. That way, that they're strong. They're stronger.
0: <laughs> stronger, better, faster.
1: Exactly. Sure. Build a stronger generation. Oh, speak,
0: speaking health. of which, remember when they had the Bionic Man, in Venture Brothers?
1: Oh, oh God. God! And with the with the Sasquatch.
0: Well, Sasquatch doesn't have anything you haven't seen before. Sasquatch is something I haven't seen before.
1: <laughs> I love that he's like in a relationship with Sasquatch, and that's just—that is so so beautiful.
0: And it totally is. It totally is a call out to to the uh, episode of the Bionic Man, where the Bionic Man actually fought Sasquatch.
1: I know, and that's why that's why I love oh, it. I never like,
0: knew that. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, and that's why it's so beautiful. It's like, oh, they made up.
0: Well, it's it's almost as bad as the episode of Hulk where Hulk fought the grizzly bear. I knew that was
2: coming. <laughs> well, you, well
0: you, talk about, you talk about that 80s TV guy fighting something in a suit. You have to bring up the Hulk and the grizzly bear. <laughs> Obligatory, Neil.
2: And then he throws
3: it, and it's clearly like a ragdoll. Oh.
1: Well, <laughs> You've got to use your imagination.
3: Well, that takes the arguments, will a bear beat a lion to a whole nother level? If the bear's fighting the Hulk.
1: Yep. Well, if it can fight the Hulk and, like, hold its own for a little bit, I think it could take a lion on.
2: See, I think there you go. Yeah. See, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just picturing the bionic man throwing, throwing Sasquatch and hearing the, na 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 na
0: and then they collides against the bear in midair because the Hulk is Oh, yeah, so. yeah. I was just thinking. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. Let's have a crossover episode.
0: No, that that will upset Neil greatly.
1: Aw, oh, come on. It'll be stupid.
0: <laughs> well, if it's done for stupidity's sake, if you try to make them fit together like the uh, Tommy Westphal universe, they'll just make Neil rage.
1: Oh, I love stupid crossovers like that. Really... You know
0: about the Tommy Westphal universe, right?
1: No, no, what's this?
2: Oh.
0: Um, all of Primetime Television is the same universe because Tommy Westphal and St. Elsewhere it's Basically oh. St. Elsewhere happens in Tommy Westphal's brain and Tommy Westphal's an autistic child but St. Elsewhere had a crossover with Homicide and, and Cheers which means Frasier and and Law and Order happen in the same universe and it just branches off from there
1: And then they're all in this autistic boy's dream Yes That makes sense
2: so this kid's brain is the Matrix.
0: <laughs> you can't understand the Matrix.
1: We're living in it right now.
0: Neil,
3: you cannot understand the Matrix. Neil understands the Matrix. He made the he made the woman in red. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> that mouse made that. Well, there you go then.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Speaking <laughs> of red, Matt. Yes. Uh-oh. anyways back to uh, venture brothers it's a one thing i love is the panic room i just love how dr venture has this panic room set up all the time
1: oh my god i love the panic room, and i love how like uh what was it who was oh yeah white was stuck in there with uh with sergeant hatred and of course sergeant hatred the most awkward character in the series if that's possible
0: because he I mean, has the injections that keep him from being a pedophile.
1: I know it's like. Remember, we went to that well, movie what's the,
0: with. What's the remember? drug called? I don't, don't remember. Bustle? But I remember. What's... I remember he uh, he went to this movie with Hank and uh, Dean. That's basically this fantasy with all of these elves that are basically like beautiful boys forever. And oh yeah. Sergeant Haters is like his own personal hell or heaven or depending on what what you think. <laughs> And he didn't have any medicine.
2: No,
1: yeah, I love I love Sergeant Hatred's like hate. I love how Brock and him fight over who should be the caretaker of the boys. It's just so I want to say cute because it's like Brock, Brock really should be doing other things, but he's got this attachment to
0: the
3: boys.
1: the, the boys, pretty much, I'd say. Oh.
3: And Sergeant Hatred just has an attachment to boys to begin with.
1: Well, yes. And also doing his job. Sergeant Hatred likes to do a good job. Oh, I'm
3: sure he does.
1: Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Oh, man. And (laughs) what's it? Princess Tiny Feet.
0: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Look uh... at those feet. Look at those feet. They're so tiny. (laughs) I that
0: reminds me, I, I to this day think that there's some guy in Disney animation that has a serious foot fetish. Because, because in several Disney cartoons, there's, this, there's always a scene involving a woman's feet. I'm like, there's somebody on that, te- on that team
1: that has a thing with feet. I'm sure there is, but it's also like a technical thing just showing off, hey, look at that. I can draw feet. What do you think about that?
0: I still think there's a guy there. That's,
1: well, uh, it could be a little of both. It could be, dang, I'm good at drawing feet, and damn, are they sexy.
0: Well, well, it, well, it goes as far as Tarzan, and it was in Tangled as well. They had a huge foot scene with, in, with, 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 was with it it. the
1: same animators who did both
0: those. Well, one CGI, one's traditional. So I think there's actually okay. someone really high top that's like we need. No, a I, I wouldn't.
1: The, di- I wouldn't doubt it if like that got hidden in there but like, at the same like, time
0: oh, foot scene you have to do it I make I make <laughs> the big butts
1: Give But I the... think it's mostly a technical thing cuz showing off that you can do feet is usually like something you do like hey look at that I can do a foot what are you going to do about that Okay Yeah so it could it could be both I honestly think it might be both Okay Cuz it, it would, that'd be awesome I uh,
0: don't know nothing wrong with you like feet I mean when it comes to other with most fetishes feet of yes. foot fetishes is like one of the safest and
1: yeah you know Not, you could could I'm be thinking, a lot worse whenever i think of foot fetishes though i, I always think of quagmire just because like he's into some freaky stuff but it's really feet that he loves the most and that's such a like safe one <laughs> like all the scenes where he takes well, yeah, yeah
3: for as much for as much stuff as he talks he's in a feet.
1: Yeah, that, that's 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 what's so wonderful about that. It's like, he's into all this freaky stuff, and then it's just feet. And I'm like, that's just beautiful, because it's just so tame. It's
0: just, well, it's like I said, the, you know, when it comes to foot fetishes, I have nothing wrong with people who have foot fetishes. Yeah. You could have something that's really weird. Like, you could be like uh, Chris Claremont. Uh what? <laughs> Chris Claremont, he wrote the X Men in the eighties. He yeah, was famous yeah, for no. for making Storm and Kitty Pryde such so strong characters. He he would pay he would pay porn stars to dress up like Storm and then whip them and call them names.
1: That's pretty awesome. Okay, <laughs> that's well. I mean, he wrote Storm, so okay, have fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, if you tell any of his colleagues like that at convention, they like they they think for a second, they go. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
1: that's pretty cool. All right.
3: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> hey, you ladies out there, you heard it from hey, here. You want to get hey. with some Chris Claremont?
3: <laughs> Shave your head, dye it white, <laughs> get, <laughs>
1: get to a work. mohawk.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: the '80s, Chris. The '80s storm. Oh my god, one of the worst costumes and looks for her ever. Oh my
1: God, I love the mohawk. It's just so, oh my god, it is so eighties.
3: What the leather jacket, no powers, super mohawk?
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, the eighties are just a wonderful time. They're just full of stupid, stupid designs. Like, a friend of mine got me a. Oh god, it was a com. A co- I forgot which comic it was, but it had magpie on the cover. And if anyone and epitomizes the eighties, it's magpie. She's like this crazy, crazy looking character.
0: I, what I love about the Venture Brothers is uh, yeah. there was a character that uh, that they introduced that was that the Hispanic guy that was pretty much the Team Venture version of Haji.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The guys who live in the um...
0: compound. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's like I used to go on adventures with you.
0: Huh? <laughs> Why? I remember I remember when he first met uh, Rusty when they were kids he's like hey look dad it's a tan boy can we have him?
3: I'm not kidding that's what he said.
1: I know, I know, I know.
3: No, that's know. Oh, here we go. There we go. I remember no, that comic. No, that's good because that's good that there that there's that type of humor because when you see that it's the Venture Brothers, and then it's Johnny Quest, your next yeah. question is, okay, who's Haji? And it's <laughs> yeah. nice that it's nice that they actually answer that. Yeah, it's completely in poor taste. Yeah. But,
1: well, I mean, but like, at least what... they
3: eventually answer that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, watching the old Johnny Quest, sometimes it is kind of cringeworthy. I in, mean,
0: by the way, one of the best straight spoofs of, Donnie, of Johnny Quest is of course, Toby Danger.
2: God, yeah. Yes. Let from me throw Man-manian. a barrel at it.
0: <laughs> no, from uh, from uh, Freakazoid. Yes, it, because they actually matched that style of animation perfectly.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh.
0: Let me throw a barrel at it.
1: Let me throw a barrel at it. Oh. Uh. But I I, I really like the um the final episode for season four. I I'm gonna go ahead and say that's probably my favorite episode of oh. Venture Brothers so far. I mean, it was just so epic. Operation Prom, like <laughs> it, it 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 was so good. I mean, we're gonna give you the best prom for five hundred dollars. Like, what was it? Homeschool prom that oh. five hundred dollars will buy you.
3: There's another album name, Homeschool Prom. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: oh. By the way, uh, that reminds me. Well, you know, I have a lot of favorite episodes actually because they have they have both straight episodes and gimmick episodes. That's yeah. that's how I classify them. And one of my favorite episodes was the one where uh, where uh, Doctor Orpheus has like this gathering of wise men and they're drinking tea, and Brock goes in this uh, transcendental uh, in their journey
1: oh yeah,
0: and it involves uh, copulating with a dolphin,
1: oh yeah, when he yeah he's naked riding the dolphin, wow, yeah, I remember that episode oh i also I also love the master uh Orpheus's master,
2: the
0: dog,
1: the, yeah, the three headed dog, and also looks like his wife and also looks like Dean, like the depending on the situation. Like I love it when he was when he was Orpheus's, uh, you know, ex-wife, and he's like, "Damn, look at this ass." She like must like work do pilates, this. I think. Yeah, do pilates. That was it, and like he's just playing with the boobs, playing with their What does ass. he?
0: What did he say about the breasts again? He said something really vulgar about the breasts. Oh, I
1: forgot what he said about the breasts, but it, yeah, no, I just love that. And then I love it when he acts like an older dean to um, Triana. Like, hi, honey, it's me in 20 years, and you have an, you know, a dead-end life. And, like, that's, I'd say that's one of the few cases where you see someone actually, like, not fail, is Triana. Like, everyone else is going to fail, but...
0: Well, what I love is uh, there was one episode where, where Hank and Dean went on a date with the Triana and her friend.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that. And
0: I remember at the end when the, Hank and Dean did the Team Venture thing, they actually emanated light.
2: Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a bright light shining and then and then and then one girl says, I'm gonna be super villain and then Triana's like, I will too.
1: Yeah, yeah, Kim, I think was her name. Yeah. Oh man and oh man, the episode where Hank decides where he's a detective where he starts Hank Co. and then he becomes a detective and then him and the alchemist go about solving uh the mystery what was it of like um what what's that fat kid's name?
0: oh remember the one they did the the adventure the adventure uh kids camp
1: oh god i remember that yeah
0: remember remember when uh, brock was pretty much training dean to be up this vulgar kid
1: <laughs> yeah and,
0: and finally when this kid is like totally being an ass to triana dean just snapped and he, dean is crying and there's are coming out of his nose but he's being the shit out of this kid yeah, oh awesome. yeah <laughs> <laughs> And, and 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 Hanks like no no just let him do it. <laughs> no, it was it was Brock. He's like no no just let him do it. It's you know the kids will be kids and Yo. And oh my God, just you know how badly Dean whooped this boy.
1: I know. Oh man. Also, another character I like is uh, what's his name, Mister Impossible.
0: He's such a dick.
1: I love I love like how he went from being like this dick. Who's like you know?
0: To a failure, to a villain.
1: Yeah, and he's he's a failure as a villain (laughs) because he's always like, "Ooh, let's do this," and it's something stupid. And like, Famsom's like, "Shut up!"
0: Oh, one of my favorite moments was uh, where where you know how how Hank was growing his hair out long to be like Doc, be like uh, you know Brock Sampson, and uh, remember the the episode where he actually gets his hair cut when he tried to join. uh,
1: Sphinx,
0: yeah. yeah. It's a uh, you know he was talking to to, to Brock and uh, Hank says I feel like that Jewish guy that lost all his power when they cut his hair and uh, Brock's like you mean Samson and uh, Hank <laughs> says no Lenny Kravitz.
1: Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I love Hank. Hank is just wonderful. The <laughs> things he says.
0: Oh, one episode I love is where where where. Brock says about Hank's randomness. Random, it's like he channels dead crazy people.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I love the episode where, like, they're on the run, and, like, that um, the Savage Hunter or whatever rip-off, like, they're talking about Batman. They're talking about comic books. <laughs> and, like, Hank's like, I love Batman. Sometimes I dress up like with him. And I think I jumped off the roof and died once.
0: Oh, uh, by the way, Smurfs are lizards. Lizards? Because you have one female servicing entire male population. It has to be oh, an so, egg-laying so, species.
1: Oh, they're like they're like Com- Komodo dragons. Awesome.
0: I, I am. I'm referencing a, a discussion that 21:24 had in season one.
1: Oh God, yeah, yeah. But that <laughs> makes sense. Like that's totally I could believe. Except, that's an
0: except, except if you want to be a real nerd about it, Smurfette was actually created by.
3: Right, Gargamel. Gargamel. Yeah. Later on, the Smurfs never had a female. See, it's... Neil. Neil sounds so bummed that Gargamel made Smurf ad. Poor guy.
0: <laughs> no, well, that's well. You know what? what? What I hate about the whole Smurf culture is most people barely know what the Smurfs are, and then you have Gargamel, and people are going to watch the movie and be like, "Who's this Gargamel?" I thought I was watching Smurfs, and they don't know that Gargamel's been there since the beginning.
1: Yeah, well, the, like with Smurfette, you know, I think what is so disappointing about her being created by Gargamel if you want to get into it is mostly, well, then do Smurfs have sex? Well, why is there a female?
0: Well, the the thing is if when she was first created she was ugly until Papa Smurf did the plastic smurfery on her. Yeah. And made so, her attractive and then all of a sudden she was calling, causing discord because all the other Smurfs wanted to smurf her in the Smurf. All Smurfing <laughs> Night.
1: All smurfing Night, but
2: hey Ben, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing a Family Guy joke.
0: I'm That's doing fine. a Saturday Night Live joke,
1: which oh. is the same thing.
0: Yeah. It was a Saturday Night Live joke before it was a Family Guy joke. Okay. Eh, it all... was a, it was the Garth Brooks episode of Saturday Night Live where they were doing Smurfs the movie, where they were making an epic where Smurfs were wearing Roman armor. Oh Jesus look Christ! It, look I look remember it. that episode. See, see, <laughs> see I have confirmation.
1: Okay. That episode is terrifying. Isn't that the one where Garth Brooks was like his alter ego
0: or something? Well, that was that was the one where Garth Brooks was enticed by the mango.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Okay, so that did that did pre, that did predate Family Guy, but you know what? All jokes are stolen. So. But anyway, back to Venture, which has a bunch of jokes that are pretty damn good.
0: Yes. Uh I love uh I love the episode where 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 they were doing the flashback on Billy Quizboy boy. Yeah. And they did the GI Joe spoof opening with OSI. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: OSI. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love how OSI doesn't actually do anything that actually like they just fight supervillains and it's just sort of like pageantry so then Sphinx had to exist because they actually do stuff.
0: Yeah, and they totally killed the Sphinx version of Destro. And
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I actually like that the episode. I think it's actually part of uh, Operation Prom, but like um, where uh, the general gets launched off into space after you know he like he reveals. No, I haven't been hul- hulking out. I just love that. Like how they were telling him he was hulking out, and he's like, Yeah, I don't know. I don't believe that. And, like, at the end, he's got a, a sign on him that says, fix it. And I was like, dang, if there's ever, like, a metaphor for America smacking you in the face, that's it.
0: Oh, uh, what I love about what he did with OSI was they made all these OSI characters, the village people.
1: Oh, yeah, And yeah. They, they
0: were totally mocking how the G.I. Joe characters were, you know. Yeah, y- shortly had...
1: short even, uh, what's the other one's name?
0: The Indian. What's the name of the Indian? Neil knows the name. Neil. Yeah. Not what's Aaron. the name of the What's the name of the Indian from GI Joe? Spirit. Okay. Spirit and uh, yeah, and I yeah. just love how Hunter Gathers said, hey, "The village people called. They want you to fucking kill yourselves." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I love Shore Leave and, and Sky Pilot. That's his
3: name. Yeah. The guy
1: who comes along with, the Sphinx.
3: Sky Pilot.
1: Yeah, that's his name, Sky. Po- and he becomes Mile High when they're. Oh my God, yes, yes. The, the one moment that I really loved with the, was the, Bible Man reference along with a Dio reference.
0: Where they made made, made them born again Christians and.
1: Yeah, when they became uh, when they became Holy Diver and Mile High.
3: Awesome. <laughs> and wow. Like,
1: it, it's the entire Bible Man sequence, and it's just I I, I almost died laughing because when i worked at gamestop we used to have lots of bible man dvds uh traded in so i actually yeah, you had to take them well i mean i just had to you know you were allowed to uh to like you know check things out so i checked them out and damn <laughs> bible man is is awesome so when they did that in um in Venture Brothers, I nearly died laughing because I was just like... Oh I remember God.
0: how Venture killed one of the assassins after him by cutting off his hair and putting on a shark.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That was totally over the top and stupid, but you're like,
1: yeah! That, that, that entire season was just crazy stupid. You're just like, what's going on?
0: And they're like, don't care, just watch it.
1: Yep. I mean... And now I'm now I'm actually looking forward to the next season. I'm thinking, what are they gonna do now? Because like with each season, I'm like, they can't top last season. Like especially after season two, I was like, season three, I was like, no way they can top this. Well, and,
0: it's it's all it's all about uh, understanding the depths of failure.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also and just having a good team. I mean, and, seriously. And by the way, they're
0: lucky they're in Hollywood because in Hollywood you can fail upwards. <laughs> yep. Oh, ain't that the truth? because I don't know if you know this but the guy who is responsible for you know you know uh, uh Wild Wild West and uh, Superman Returns uh, John Peters he used to be Barbara Streit Sands' hairdresser
1: oh well
0: so he failed upwards
1: yeah man
0: and uh, by the, by the way any any video you can find of uh Kevin Smith talking about anybody that's famous is hilarious I, because the John Peters video was hilarious, the Prince video was hilarious as you can believe.
1: The Prince video.
0: Yeah, because Kevin Smith was working with Prince on a documentary, and Kevin Smith was on at Prince's mansion. And apparently, anyone who goes to Prince's mansion has to sign all these waivers <laughs> saying that they'll never say anything about what they saw. But somehow Kevin Smith was able to get around that and never sign it.
1: That's awesome. So that's, <laughs> that's like how like, every year they tried to get us to sign. Uh, wafers at uh, when I went to college saying there's lead in the walls and you won't sue us and every year I did not sign that wafer (laughs) like no I'm not signing that
0: (laughs) and like I said it's just so funny because because Kevin Smith found out that Prince has like this vault full of music videos and songs that will never see the light of day that Prince oh. has just lying like around like 30 or 40 of these music videos
2: and songs because it, it's like you're kidding
1: really just sitting there yeah that's sad
2: and he'll just like record them and oh, into the vault to go yeah
1: that makes his, like, his, like his, he
2: never his, intended to release it
1: it's like now now his uh his internet uh comment kind of makes sense like that how he hates it. Well, he actually said the internet was dead, but I guess he does. He doesn't like the idea of sharing things.
0: Yeah, it's just really funny because uh, his Tim Burton feud was hilarious too. Because what happened was uh, <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the uh, uh, at the end of a Silent Bob comic, it has it has James Silent Bob show up at Washington D.C. and monkeys have taken over and they're and they're replacing the Lincoln Memorial with a with a monkey statue.
1: Right.
0: And then Planet of the Apes came out. You know, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, where the ending was, you know, Marky Mark showing up, and yes, it's Marky Mark. I don't care what you say, showing yeah. up, and uh, oh, same ending. So, uh, <laughs>
1: well, wasn't that the original it, end? Wasn't that the original ending?
0: No, the book what? has a very different ending than that. Okay, but uh, by the way, in the books a French book, and it doesn't have the word ape. It's actually the word for monkey in French or something. But I digress. Uh, right. Anyways, Kevin Smith is talking to uh, a p- reporter that's a really good friend of his, and Kevin Smith is laughing about it because he's not taking it seriously, and the, and the, his reporter friend says, well, do you have anything to say about that? And Kevin Smith's like, well, Kevin Smith actually says, tee-hee-hee, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say, you know, I'm very upset about this, tee-hee-hee, and he's laughing about it, and he's yeah. doing the tee-hee-hee on stage so people know he was never really angry about it. You know, I think he totally ripped this off. I'm going to look, seek my legal options. And so his reporter friend... As a joke, called Tim Burton and said, "Do you have any response for it?" And Tim Burton's publicist says, "No, he had, no, of course we're going to think about this." And then, you know, he's about to run with the story when Tim Burton's publicist called and says, "Yeah, I just talked to Tim, and he has a statement he wants to make. He he's, he wants to say he never read a comic book in his life, and uh, it's ridiculous that he would r- rip off a, a fat whatever like Kevin Smith." And they read <laughs> the story where 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 Tim Burton released this long tirade of butthurt.
1: Oh man! Tim Burton releases "Long
0: Tired of Butthurt," and Kevin Smith's like, "What'd you do to me? I was just joking." You know what I was joking?
1: Yeah, I mean, oh man, that's.
0: And and, and by the way, Kevin Smith said about the comment never reading a comic. Book. Well, that explains Batman.
1: Oh. oh, nice! Nice. I do like Batman, though. I do. Like well, he Batman. did too, but. Yeah, but it, but I yeah like, I I get oh man that's, that's funny. <laughs>
2: And the sequ- scissor hands came out. <laughs> I
1: just
0: I just love because because and then the and then the uh, reporter said I should have waited five minutes because what happened was the public because Tim Tim Burton's post has kept on calling five minutes later, five minutes later, five minutes later, adding more and more to the to this butthurt tirade."
2: <laughs> That's <laughs> like Tell that his
0: wife is fat too.
1: Oh my God. It's just oh. like an offhand comment. Oh, man, that's that's funny. Oh, uh, But... Oh, man, did, yeah. speaking of, like, Hollywood and all that, did you see that they originally wanted to get rid of... Uh, like, they did a bump about this on uh, Cartoon Network, but they originally wanted to get rid of uh, Dr. Venture from the show because they thought he was mean. The execs at Cartoon Network. Well, they're stupid. I, I know, and I was just thinking, then... There's no show because he has to be in there to be the ultimate example of fail. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. Apparently they didn't like him, and then they apologized. On well, the Well, if air. you
0: remember, if you remember, a lot of the TV network executives are idiots.
1: Well, most of them think like, well, if it doesn't, I love in Futurama the uh the, the who are like. Oh, I, what I love is the your... first
0: Futurama movie, and then they beat him up pretty good, and then they killed him. Ground them into a nice fine powder. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, TV network executives is what brought us Pinky, Elmira, and the Brain. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so whenever a TV executive says that they have an opinion and that's why they want to change something, I say you're an idiot. Stop trying to do this.
1: Well, they believe in the Nielsen ratings, so I kind of, kind of give them a pass because they don't know that Nielsen ratings are. Well, pretty much crap. Well so I it's... believe
0: in the Nielsen song Garden Party more than the Nielsen.
1: <laughs> <artists>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yes. good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Star Trek taken off the air because the Nielsen's didn't reflect how popular it was. Well, yeah.
0: To be fair, to be fair, the uh you know, the more scripts that Gene Ronberry did the worse the show got. <laughs>
1: Well, but it's also just a matter of Nielsen's is not uh scientific, so, you know. Well, of course it's not
0: scientific. You, you pick families that you like to yeah. help what you want to hear and
1: I I once received a card from Nielsen because it was like a previous tenant and I like was like, "Oh my god, it's like they actually exist."
0: I got one too and I live in a one bedroom just by myself. Oh weird. Yeah, I'll be a Nielsen family for one. You you know, you get a lot of animation and
1: yeah. Well, it wasn't if if
0: you if you get me.
1: If you get me, it's going to be like cable news, like most of the day, just because I've got that in the background, and then like uh, a plethora of different like shows, like sometimes Pawn Stars or its original the original version of Pawn Stars, Antiques Roadshow.
0: I love. I love both shows.
1: I know I love both shows too. I mean, but I, but I, but I like to call Pawn Stars, uh, at Antiques Roadshow Extreme.
0: Yeah, in Chumley.
1: Oh, I love Chumley. Chumley is so awesome.
0: You know who Chumley was named after?
1: I remember they mentioned that in um Neil one knows. Neil
0: knows. Neil knows. Yeah.
2: Don Adams. Don Adams. Don Adams. N.S.C. Tuxedo.
3: That's <laughs> right, yeah, Chumley.
2: Yeah, yep. I was trying to think of a quote of his, but the only one I could come up with was uh, "No, Chumley, you idiot." He, well, I couldn't. I, for some reason, I couldn't come up with that one. But I was. I kept it's thinking the most of, often. Phineas J. Whoopee, you're a genius. Which yes. is the wrong character, yeah.
1: right?
0: I think everybody should have a Chumley as a partner.
1: Oh yeah,
0: makes you feel I just, better.
1: I just love like how like. He doesn't care, and like the moments with him and the old man are like some of my favorite. Like when they're eating, when they ate the chicken that one time, the old man is just so cute.
0: Just... I, I love when when Chumley made wine for the old man. <laughs> <laughs> what it likes, and it's like the most horrible thing ever.
1: Oh man, I remember that. Or that Chumley can actually fix things. Or like the episode, the episode that really impressed me about Lee was like the episode where. Um, Someone brought in some sneakers, and he immediately knew everything about that sneaker. And like that, he knows all the stuff about video games. And I, oh, I was what, like, "What Damn. I love
0: was the one where where uh, where the old man is napping all the time." Oh yeah, and Tommy says, "Well, I nap at work," and everyone's like, "You're not supposed to nap at work. Where do you nap?" He says, "Well, I'm going to tell you. Then you'll know where I am."
3: Yep. <laughs> wow. And went, yeah. And- <laughs> See, that's, got, that's a guy working at. His hundred percent. Yep. It's not everyone's hundred percent, but he's working at his hundred percent.
1: Lee brings joy to the world, so I think like even if like he was not able to do any of the work, you'd still have him around just because like everything. Well, yeah, exists. because
3: he's gonna break something. It's hysterical.
1: I know he's he does so... break
0: something. It's hilarious though. Yep. <laughs> oh, not as bad as uh, when Big Hoss broke the the crapper chair.
1: Oh yeah! Oh man, I love no. I love the episode where Chumley, wh- who was whose signature he's trying to get.
0: Oh, Bob Dylan signature. Bob Dylan, and he and accidentally he it signed it to sub Ch- Chumley.
1: Yeah, that's right. He got it signed to Chum Lee.
0: And Rick <laughs> was pissed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we could talk about Pawn Stars all day, but
0: so we back to Venture Brothers, Team back Venture. to
1: Venture Brothers. Speaking of awesome. But uh, yeah. yeah I'm just I'm,
0: gonna use the Kevin Smith thing to lead back to 21.
1: Oh man, 21 and 24.
0: Yeah, because 21 is totally Kevin Smith.
1: Yeah. Oh well, 24 remarks on that. Uh, a beard is not what uh, a beard is not an excuse for no neck or something like that is what yeah. he says. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and what's well, this? You look like Jerry Seinfeld with a unibrow. <laughs>
1: Well, I love how, like, 21 has all these, like, collectibles, like, the episode where they're trying to take back the cocoon, and, like, they're in 21's up- room, and they're like, he's got all these collectibles, and, like, he's even got a sword still in the box, it was, like, from Lord of the Rings, and he's like, no, don't take that out of the box!
0: It's the only real sword, though. <laughs>
1: But I do like how, like, eventually he becomes a bad. Like talking about how he became a badass, I really do like how he became a badass, and I do love that he wears the Obi-Wan Kenobi outfit when he's a badass.
0: What I do like is how is how twenty-one's yeah, yeah, how 20 ghost guides him. Yeah, like saying well, they're, that... they're about to kill you from behind, and then they all of a sudden he just you know.
1: Yeah, and that 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 also like you know makes you wonder like, is it twenty-one just has a really good instincts, and he's like trying to make it 24, but then there's like where 24 can see the ghosts and that's confusing, but until the episode, well, Operation Prom where you learn that Orpheus is saying, no, that guy's still alive I don't know what you're talking about and Ooh. yeah, Orpheus couldn't see the ghost and that was why you're wondering well, is 24 just a figment of his imagination?
0: But his head was Cut off spectacularly an explosion
1: yeah, Yes it was <laughs> Why do you wear a Z belt <laughs> And just carrying The skull around and Monarch Is just like whatever
0: Yeah don't <laughs> do this the last poor, poor York's thing with me
1: Yeah I oh, went The episode where um, Where Monarch goes into Dr. Venture's mind And then like They end up making out on top of Monarch's body.
3: Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) I love that episode. Like, oh, that whole episode is wonderful. Like, being in Dr. Venture's mind. And uh, the id is, is the Rusty. He's like a little... It's like a younger version of him, and he's, like, dressed in a toga. And, like, Orpheus has to do horrible things for him in order to get all the women... To help, uh, what was it? Not the superego, but the... Uh, the, ego? the ego? Yeah, the ego. Yeah, I love that episode. Well, and also, like, you've got, you've got Billy Quizboy and White as, like, Thanatos and Eros. Not Eros. Yeah, he was Eros. And, like, every time that, like, uh Thanatos would like start talking about the end of like Venture's mind. He would like get all spooky and like ah, and then the the mind will bl- will be blown and like the seas will will part and it just that was awesome. There's just so many like I can't think of an episode that I didn't like of Venture Brothers. Like I think that's um, like one.
0: Uh, ah. <laughs> there's one episode that I thought was inferior to most of it, but only one. It was, uh, what was it? Hate Floats. I hate that episode.
1: Hate Floats? Yeah. Which one was that?
0: I think it was the second episode of season two.
1: Okay. Hmm.
0: It, it was the one with the, with the, with the, with,
1: the, with the... Oh, the one where they're in the shopping mall.
0: Yeah. It, it was because the first episode of season two was so spectacular and the second episode was, like, dull.
1: Well, yeah, well, you couldn't, you couldn't really, um, like following that episode that, you know, whatever was going to follow it was not going to be as good. I didn't really mind that episode. Like, like I said, like I had, there isn't an episode I didn't like. And there were some moments in that one, like, especially the Dr. Venture taking Dean to go shopping for a speed suit.
3: Oh, <laughs> like,
0: uh, here's, here's a question for you. What's a. Do you remember the Do you remember the episode where, where Doctor Venture promises to do all sorts of things to the Teddy Ruxpin?
1: The Teddy, Ru- oh, I remember the Teddy <laughs> Ruxpin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: You remember that deal?
1: I think I remember that. I oh, I remember oh. the Teddy Ruxpin. Um, what, well, what what so- happened
0: was what happened was was all these heroes and villains were being kidnapped, and so and so Doctor Venture blindfolds himself and puts a sign out on him so he can get kidnapped. And Sergeant Hatred decides to kidnap him with the boys so he doesn't feel left out. (laughs) And they use, like, an Optimus Prime helmet, a Hulk voice-changing mask, and a Tay Ruxpin to pose as the kidnappers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh man (laughs) Okay.
3: And, I, I uh, like...
0: and and uh, and Dean has a Tay Ruxpin, and uh, it's just really funny because Doctor Venture's talking to Tay Ruxpin, and he's promising to like give it oral sensations.
1: Oh, uh, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> uh...
0: it's almost as good as uh, as when when uh, Dean has the Hulk mask. No, when Hank has Hulk mask, and he's talking because he always thinks that that uh, that Rusty loves. Dean more than him. So Hank's trying to beat up his father. And the thing is, they actually tried to do the Casino Royale torture, but Hank forgot to cut out the uh, bottom of the chair. If you know what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) And Dr. Venture even says, so you're just hitting the bottom of the chair for two hours. Uh. (laughs) Wow. Talk about failure. But then it's a really tender moment where... Where uh, Rusty reveals that he actually loves Hank more than Dean because he understands Hank's resentment of the whole thing because he has that resentment, too.
1: Yeah. That he wasn't part of it. Yeah. But I I, I actually... Oh, man. Speaking of Dean, like I love that Dean sort of revealed that he wants to be a, a reporter, especially to the Spider-Man character. Oh, <laughs> I love that episode because you got... You've got like when when Ru- uh, Rusty's writing his uh, his play. He's like, "I'm Rusty, I'm Rusty." When the uh, Spider-Man character starts singing with him, I love that bit. That's oh. just wonderful.
0: Another great season one episode is Midlife C- Crisalus. What, what, what's God damn Goddamn it! I can't say it. Crisalos. Yeah, that was a great episode because <laughs> just just that uh, just uh Brock Sanson retraining for his murder murder license.
1: Oh oh god! Oh god! Wow.
0: <laughs> and the only thing he wrote on the written exam was drawing the flying man from a, pi- uh, a
1: picture of Icarus from uh, that's Led Zeppelin.
0: Yeah, he was like
1: the guys like, and you drew a winged man. He went, "That's Icarus."
0: And by the and way, like, it's not Icarus. It isn't. It's not. They never let Led Zeppelin never called that character Icarus.
1: Well, but uh, that's law- a fan
0: misconception.
1: Yeah, well, Brock, Brock thinks it's Icarus, so therefore it is Icarus.
0: And he's I mean, like, I'm, not disa- I'm not disagreeing
1: he, with Brock, even and if he's, he's
0: like, "What's that? the matter? Don't like Zep?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then I love the speech that the guy gives him. Like, no, I'm going to give you your license
0: <laughs> because he used to babysit me.
1: Yeah, like you were the finest. You're the finest officer, and I guess that like that's that's what I love about Brock is he's just so awesome, but he lives with adventures. But that's partly not his fault after the whole incident with like phantom limb and billy quiz boy so
0: and uh and oh man hunter and the s. hunter s
1: what's the hunter s thompson character's name um hunter gathers yeah hunter gathers i love him I did, missed it, my it, it did you love him when
0: he was a woman the ugliest woman ever
1: Oh, my God, that was epic. And then when he like later on was in Sphinx and he's like, I miss my breasts. I miss <laughs> being a woman so much.
3: <laughs> oh, because that starts the whole bit of um, them just telling truths because they're all a bunch of men. And Brock talks about how he just like knocks 15 out just to see if he can.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when real men don't have secrets.
3: Well, you know, that's one thing. When they were humorizing,
0: hu- humanizing Brock, they were also humanizing Brock because in early season one, Brock actually is an unstoppable murder machine and now he's not so much anymore. Because I yeah. remember the episode where they were in space and Brock yeah. was in the vacuum and for an ungodly amount of time. Yeah. And then he comes out and he says, Yeah, I I, I spit, I coughed up something that was bloody the size of a kiwi, but everything seems to be in place, so okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was a much a much more violent character but i think it, it's sort of like they were building well i think they i remember them saying they didn't want it to become the brock show at one point like they didn't yeah. want the war all the time so i guess like and also like brock is like an interesting character but he is this badass but why is he hanging out with these losers
0: i know but i'm just saying that it was just you know they yeah yeah him.
1: No, I, no, I love it. I love the Brock rage, rage moments. Those no, are... I, I
0: just, I just love how he he coughed up a, 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 an oh, yeah, or, yeah, and yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And he's like, well, everything seems to be in place. Okay.
1: I just love how he can just get through anything. He's just like a bulldozer.
2: <laughs> My favorite Brock moment is the end of the first broadcast episode, where uh, the, the same episode where he gets knocked out with the tranquilizer and gets run over by the Monarch Mobile. He he takes his car and runs down. <laughs> Yeah, all and of he, the monarchs. Eye his,
0: his eyes are
2: twitching a little bit while he does it.
1: Oh
0: yeah, yeah. and
2: the, and the windshield turns red, and he just turns on the windshield wipers.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, oh it, man, they like, hit me with a car. This is
0: personal.
1: Wasn't there like uh, there was one episode? I think it was with the Frank the Van- the Venture Frankenstein thing. Oh,
0: like, Venturestein.
1: Yeah, Venturestein. Venture Stein. <laughs> God, and like. uh he ends up killing Venturestein again. Yeah,
0: you hit the... him so hard in the head, he 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 got black.
1: <laughs> oh. man. Frosty. But, oh man, I also like the uh, Morpheus's friends, the uh, alchemist, and what?
3: Yeah, the, what's the, uh, the Blackula. The yeah, tree-on. the
1: Blackula hunter.
3: Yeah, uh, Jefferson Twilight.
1: Jefferson yeah. Twilight, yes.
3: The only thing with
0: the name Twilight that's good.
1: Oh, oh. this is true. But <laughs> I, I love those three. I, I especially love the Alchemist. He's like one of my favorite characters. He, he's
0: just he's voiced, of course, by Master Shake.
1: I know, and that's what makes it even better. It's Remember great. when we
0: picked up a certain something that uh, Phantom Limb Lim left behind?
1: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But I also love how he helps Hank in that one episode where they do the the mystery. And I love how he wears the the, the outfit, like the nineteen forties detective outfit. That was just so great. <laughs> I just or that he wears a kilt to the prom and and uh Shirley calls him his little his little uh brave heart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I do like I do like this episode, You know, the show just because, like, it, it really does put like um, homosexual characters in such a. I, I don't want to sound like that, but like it's positive light. I mean, well, it's not
0: positive as much as it's a normal light.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, yeah, they're gay. Whatever. I mean,
0: yeah. Whatever. I remember. Oh, uh, Mike is still with us. Uh, Matt, pardon me, Matt.
3: Oh wow! Hope that's on tape. Yes. Oh,
0: I'm sorry, Matt. Matt, I'm sorry. It says M, and I. I got gotcha.
1: you. You were saying? He said he thinks it's M Bison. You know, Mike Mike
3: Bison. There we go. Yeah. Hassan Chop. You were saying?
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite? Uh, what was your favorite side character in Venture Brothers?
3: Oh, you know what? I think it's got to be that Orpheus guy.
0: I, realize
3: uh, because I, I love
0: I love the episode at the
2: end of season one where he's at the diner and he's ordering food. <laughs> well yeah, because... every, everything he says is so mundane, but he says it with such gusto.
3: I know. Oh, it's the, it's the... that you have the whole technological versus like mysticism and how Venture just thinks whatever he does is completely BS. Yeah. And, and then you can go with his daughter versus like Hank and Dean and that whole dynamic too. Because oh. there because there were a couple of instances where Venture, it's like he's got only one phone call. He knows Orpheus can save him, but then he's gotta deal with all the the fallout Businesses from it. Yeah. And he's gotta do it anyway. And it's just I th- I think that part of it is what's funny. There's a whole ton of like supporting characters that just Really, kind of flesh out the show and really bring a whole bunch of different colors, like like Kitty Hawk was talking about, and and everybody else. But I really just think Orpheus just is is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, oh, he, uh, he's
1: wonderful. Uh,
0: there's one. Ep- there's the first episode uh, Doctor Orpheus showed up in was one of the funniest ones to me because because Doctor Venture builds a joy machine. That you don't oh, want to ever yeah. exit, and the thing is, it re- because this machine is one of the few things that Doctor Venture built that actually works. And the thing is, it's actually quite horrific how it works because when Doctor Orpheus questions Doctor Venture about it, it turns out he used an orphan to power it. <laughs> and the Doctor and, and Venture says, "What? I didn't even use the whole thing." Perfect.
1: <laughs> now, my favorite, my favorite <laughs> Orpheus and uh, Doctor Venture moment. Is like right after it's like it, right after Hank and uh, Dean die, uh, and they're like sitting there where the you know the tanks are, and like Orpheus is like feeling the computer and saying I can feel their souls and all that. And like Doctor Venture's like souls, memory, <laughs> you know, he's just going down it and like. Yeah. Science,
0: was, science, yeah. so, scienceifying it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's like, whatever. It's, I, I
0: love when, I love when Dr. Orpheus was actually in the afterlife in hell. Yeah.
1: He's questioning
0: the spirits and there's one dressed up like a Roman soldier. And the Roman soldier guy tries to talk like he's actually a Roman. And the guy next to him says, well, stop lying. You're actually some guy from uh, Caesar's palace. <laughs> and, and he's like, Great. Well, he's like, well, I'm in hell anyways. What, what will lying get me? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I and I. But I
0: I love I love the part where, where Doctor Venture actually was jerking him around because Doctor Orpheus thought he actually brought the boys back as zombies.
1: Oh to yeah. Make
0: his milkshake. And then Doctor Venture's like, "Oh no, my mad science! What have I done?" <laughs> In such a stilted, obvious way, and and Brock's like, "Stop screwing with the man! Tell him what you did."
1: Yeah. Oh man. And then they I love how they use all those uh all the clones yeah. to fight and then they then like Hank's like I'm going to go down there and help and he's like no no no. no. <laughs> Dr. <Doctor> Penn's <laughs> like no 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 no. no. It's okay. Yeah, it's like Don't it's
0: like that. it's a precaution. You know, you have a clumsy child, you give him a helmet. You have death prone children, you have a few clones.
1: Yep. <laughs> I just I, I one of the favorite deaths that they had was uh actually Hank jumping off the roof. Oh, and the Batman mask. <laughs> or or the one where they, they... uh, It was a gas leak. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the I... carbon monoxide where they died.
0: It was a gas leak. <laughs> yeah, Dang. oh, yeah,
1: yeah, that was a gas leak. And then when they were wearing the mustaches, they're like, "Oh, remember when we were wearing the mustaches. Oh, man.
0: That wasn't as bad as the hair plugs.
1: Yeah, corpus is, like, freaking out, like, what? <laughs>
3: see great throwaway lines just in that little bit.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is good so... Good writing. Good writing. It is so packed with, with really good writing.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, It's it's it has more memes than the internet knows what to do with.
1: I, I have a feeling that, like, that's the reason it, aside from, like, getting, getting it approved, but most of the reason that it takes so long <laughs> is the writing. Kind of like how... When I found out how much writing went into, like, in each Futurama episode. Not, like, the new run on Comedy Central, but the original run, like, I think they said something like it would take months to write one episode just because oh, they were wow. trying to jam pack as many jokes as they could into each episode. And I have a feeling that's what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's that right there. I'm like, that's what more people need to do is just no jam it full of jokes. Don't try to like stretch one joke out for the whole episode. So that's mainly my, biggest irritation with the new futuramas is you can tell that they didn't put as much planning into them and that makes
3: hire more writers well and also
1: hire more writers and also uh give them more time don't don't treat this like south park where it's like made every week i mean
0: Well, well to be fair you know south park does have a lot of throwaway episodes but uh when, the, when they want to really call out something, they do it with love, love and care. And
1: oh yeah, oh yeah. When when they really get into a subject, but lately it's just been like, okay. Well, um, it's uh,
0: the heavy metal episode was actually amazing.
1: I'll have to check that out. I haven't really like the thing is is that that I, I feel like South Park peaked with uh, Scott Timberman must die.
0: Like, well, that's, that... that's well, the, they did a whole episode where they actually did traditional animation. They actually animated exactly like. The original Heavy Metal.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So, I think I saw some clips from that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I actually saw that to Neil, and Neil was thoroughly impressed that they not only copied the look of Heavy Metal, they copied the color model of Heavy yeah. Metal perfectly. The original.
1: Yeah.
0: And that, the whole reason they did that episode be- was because there was some sort of rule that their network had was they could show naked breasts on anything except a woman. So they had naked breasts everywhere except on a woman.
1: Right, yeah. Um... But back to uh, Venture Brothers, the writing is just so strong. And I have a feeling that that's mostly just because they take so much time. And, hey, I mean, take your time, guys. I mean, I want Venture Brothers to be epic. So I don't care how long se- season five takes. I mean, when it's done, it's done. And I think I heard something like they were going to have it out by, like, fall or something.
3: Oh, Maybe cool. I'm... good news.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's what it let me let me check on that because maybe I'm thinking of something else but I'm really looking forward to that here we go season five they announced it but I don't know if they said when it's gonna come out. no they haven't said they haven't said when it's gonna come out but they did announce that season five had already been okay so yay oh yes. Now I'm wondering, like, what are they going to do this season? How See? can they top last well, season? Well, they can.
0: They can top. Well, they keep on topping themselves all the time. It's. Uh, I remember one of the moments that made me laugh at the season one finale was when uh, Jonas and the uh, and Rusty were dividing the oh. Venture Estate. Rusty actually offered Jonas a uh, to have Hank and says, "You can ride on Hank's back. You can be like Master
3: Blaster." <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> I remember that.
3: Two men enter, one man leave. Who runs Junktown?
1: <laughs> oh man, like a theory I always had, like I always had was that uh Hank was actually Brock's son. I don't know. And then they and, had...
0: then they and then they showed uh their mother and that sort of kibosh that.
1: Yeah, they showed the mother, but like I don't know. Like Hank is kind of like...
0: Well, remember, I have two new kidneys, and I feel fantastic.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Thash theory. But I do love the episode where Hank decides to go into Sphinx, and like...
0: he passes all the tests.
1: Yeah, and also, when they try to mind-wipe him, he's like, dude, I've been mind-wiped so many times.
0: It tastes like purple.
1: (laughs) But I do like that they have to mind-wipe him after uh, the incident with... Oh, man, his friend's mom, where he turns out, where his friend turned, Dermot, where Dermot's mom is actually his sister, who he thinks is his sister, who fucked Rush, Rusty, and this messes with Hank's mind, like, hey, I, I could live with Get them. Get your ass to Mars? He, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved how he was like I can live with it But I love how he leaves a message behind for himself like, like I can't tell you the details But I'll describe it for you It's like skydiving into whipped cream And and Hank knows what that means Like That's just so beautiful That Hank is like no Hank is smarter than all of you Because he knows I can just leave a message for myself You
0: can get your but, ass to Mars
1: Yeah exactly That whole yeah but I, lo- I love that. I love that episode just because of the whole noir stuff. And then Hank Co. is excellent. <laughs> what are you going to do? Because your brother's in uh, New York City. I'll start a business.
0: Yeah, so I, I just think that it's one of the best cleverly written cartoons on Cartoon Network on Adult Swim when the rest of the shows on Adult Swim are not as good.
1: Well,. I mean it was Harvey Birdman which was really good. Um
0: That's been off the air for years.
1: I know. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of something, but um aside from like Family Guy and Venture Brothers, like and Family Guy's really from Fox. So it's like uh, a lot of those shows are not actually produced by Cartoon Network now. Aren't they like importing some shows now?
0: Well, I don't know. Is Williams Street still putting stuff out there?
1: Yeah, they're still. They're, I think they are still doing some stuff.
0: Yeah, they're doing. They're doing the, the, the new Aquatine series, Aqua Patrol Squad One or something.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Where they're going to be detectives?
1: <laughs> they're actually going to be detectives this time. All right. Well,
3: go till a well runs dry. Right. T-
0: In, uh what imported anime do they have now?
3: I don't know.
2: um, I don't even know. Do they even show anime anymore? (laughs) I don't know.
1: They do. They just don't show as much as they used to. Um, I do like Adventure Time, though, and that's not on Adult Swim. But I do love Adventure Time. Okay. Oh, come off it! It's the best show that's on right now.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's true, but you're competing against Chowder.
1: I don't like (laughs) Chowder. Well, okay, I like the style of Chowder. I really love the. the style, but I just couldn't get into it. but adventure time is just it's just bliss. and the hatred the the hatred for old people is just so evident and it. it's like old people are weird. And also, I, like you're starting to learn more about the world of ooh in the latest episodes. and it's well, pretty it's,
0: c- well the, the thing with me with Adult Swim is I think the biggest problem is years ago when they had a better team on Adult Swim, they weren't above fucking with their audience just a little bit.
1: Well, you do know went... about the Great purge, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when they fuck with them a little bit, when they fuck with the audience a little bit, it's funny. When they oh when yeah. They... And now the new Adult Swim team likes to fuck with them big time, and it's just like a screw you kind of like fucking. Fucking. So it's not.
1: I, I don't really watch the bumps as much as I used to. Well, I mean... uh,
0: it's not the bumps as much as like let's like uh, you, you know about the you know about the perfect hair forever, right?
1: Yeah, I know about
0: that show. Yeah, that started as a as what happened was they were going to do uh, they were going to show uh, the the uh, stink premiere of Squidbillies, mm-hmm. and at first people thought Squidbillies was a joke because there's no way they were going to make a show called Squidbillies, and then all of a sudden they showed Perfect Hair Forever instead with uh, with Uncle Grandfather and the boy with no hair and I I don't know.
1: I, I watched a little bit of that. It was like 12-ounce mouse, like, those shows from that era, and I just yeah. didn't. I mean, I knew what they were going for, but it was just, like, trying too hard.
0: No, but the best the best spoof was uh, they were showing an episode of, uh, when they were going to show C-Lab, instead of showing C-Lab, they showed an episode of Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos, and the <laughs> an episode's name was C-Lab. <laughs> that was... That was hilarious.
1: Okay, one thing they did that was also epic was when the Awkward Teen movie came out in theaters. And oh, they and they showed, showed
0: the movie, and they showed the movie in tiny vision.
1: Yeah, and like post, like postage size. <laughs> yeah, nice. I love that. That was epic. I have not seen that movie because I was just like, I don't know. Uh, the to... movie
0: is hilarious, but you shouldn't take it seriously because
1: no, I wasn't going to. I I need to see it. I loved the poster for it. The the epic poster with Carl and
0: doing the king of the mountain pose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that poster. I mean, Aqua Teen Aqua Teen was awesome. And then it got a little old after a while.
0: Yeah. And you can't do it without Carl, but they're going to.
1: Oh, good that's... luck. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm already out. <laughs> Carl's not there. Cause Carl has the best comment. One of the best comments of all time. I love the drummer from fog hat. I love him. Do, 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 do. And he's just talking about the drummer <laughs> from Foghat. Nice, it's epic.
0: No, well, the one I like is the one I like is uh, more than a feeling. Is the world's greatest song?
1: Oh yeah. Speaking of that, the commercials for Adult Swim are some of the best I've ever seen. I mean, were no, they still they still are. Um, even for shows that I don't like. They can sometimes pull out a good commercial. Like, I don't like uh, Tim and Eric, awesome job, you know, awesome show, great job all that much, but the commercials are really good, and I'm like, I wish the rest of this was as good as the commercials.
0: Oh, actually, the uh, I liked the commercial they did for uh, Tom Goes to the Mayor much more yeah. than the show itself, because I thought Tom Goes to the Mayor was one of the stupidest shows ever, but the commercial for it was hilarious.
1: Okay, they did have one good up. Ep- there was one good episode of Tom Goes in the Mayor, and that was the episode with the frontier town thing.
0: Oh yeah, that like, was Fresh Timber.
1: Yeah that that was that was the best. That is the best episode. Like that one was actually funny, and I have to agree with you. The commercials for that show so much better than the show because they did
0: some, they did stuff that they didn't have any of the voices. They just showed this horrible animation style and with this weird wacky music. So it's like yeah. you don't know what this is.
1: Yeah, like I. And I don't understand how the commercials can be so good, but like the shows can.
0: Well, they were looking at the show, and the people making the commercials were like, okay, how we're going to sell this?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much. I think what happened. I think actually, it's two different teams. Like, yeah. And so it has whoever, to be whoever's writing their commercials. Bravo! You are you are awesome. I mean, they're epic, and also they do make me want to play those video games. <laughs>
0: Did you play the Bible fight video game yet on Adult Swim dot com?
1: Yes, I have.
0: <laughs> I like the Caligula game because it's just so stupid.
1: All those games are awesome. Um, of course, I, I did get stuck into a Robot Unicorn and oh. had to play that. Like, what about Amateur day? Surgeon? Oh man, I had a friend who was obsessed with that sh- with that game, and like, he played.
0: Don't like, ever give him that stuff. DS surgery game then.
1: Well, no, he played that too. He oh. played that, and he uh, he didn't like it as much. As as I <laughs> That's funny. He did actually. This guy actually wanted to buy a surgery machine after he played so many of these surgeon games. He was like, "There's nothing left. I should buy a sur- one of those surgery, like, you know, demo machines where you run through a surgery in virtual reality." And I was like, "What?"
0: Well, I'm surprised he didn't just start a back-alley clinic. Uh,
1: well, it, it was like getting to the point. <laughs> right. like, I, I, I think I was,
3: that's the next step.
1: I think that was the next step, and that's why I, I discouraged him from buying one. Was just
3: Picking uh, bullets out of somebody's shoulder in your garage.
1: I don't know. He might be doing a public service, but anyway, yeah. That, I love all the games on Adult Swim, uh, dot com. Oh man, wasn't Super Deluxe like a um like a spinoff of that or something? It was somehow related. I don't know, but speaking of that well, like, I,
0: like I said, that uh, you know, Venture Brothers is one of the best offerings out of Adult Swim in a long oh. time, one of the best offerings out of Cartoon Network in a long time.
1: I will I will say that uh I I will put Adventure Time. It's not quite up at Venture Brothers level, but it is pretty high up there.
0: Well, I, I'm saying this because a lot of the new offerings the last couple of years are terrible. They, I mean, they had the horrible Flash animated George of the Jungle cartoon. They had the horrible uh, Total Drama Flash animation cartoon. And I don't understand why people like this because it's Flash animation done badly.
1: It's cheap. It's cheap. That's, well, like, what was the one where there was, like, they had the show where it was, like, 16 or something, and then they also had... That's by
0: the same people who told the drama Island*. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, like, I'm like, oh. I know. I watching,
0: it, 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 it reminds me of those stupid commercials you see in the theater before they start the movie about about some sort of oxy rub.
1: Well, it looks like the Easter... Well, it's worse than the Easterners commercials. Um, but... Yeah, but uh, Adventure Time's pretty good. Batman: Brave and the Bold is pretty good, um, but Venture Brothers, I would say, is their best show they've got right now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's well, the time of the old Adult Swim is over.
1: The yeah, time of the well, old Cartoon
0: network is over.
1: Well, but the thing is, is that the old Adult yeah. Swim, the old Adult Swim, was built by Ted Turner, like and like because yeah. Ted, Ted Turner was like. Well, I want to do something for adults. What can I do for cheap? I can get these guys who like do little cartoons, and that'll be funny. And
0: what, what, how, why they purge him? Was it because of uh, Seth Green? Who? Uh, Seth Robot Green Chicken. did a Captain Planet skit with Ted Turner in uh, in Robot Chicken.
1: Oh yeah. The yeah. only
0: good thing that came out of the whole idea of Captain Planet, by the way. <laughs> Captain Planet.
1: Captain Planet. He's a hero. I mean, Ted had some bad... I'm not going to say Ted didn't have any bad ideas, like the colorization of all movies and, well, Captain Planet. But he did have some good ideas, like Cartoon Network was one of his ideas. Like, the idea being, we have a huge library of all these cartoons, why don't we just show them? Which they've sort of gotten away from.
0: Yeah, with the live action stuff, the flash animation. Yeah, the...
1: and that—that's yeah. like that's so sad because it's like you have something, you have an entire library of cartoons you can pull from. You, like, you know well, what? You know
0: why I actually left Cartoon Network? It was when they started showing Goosebumps.
1: Oof. Yeah. Um. Well, when I saw Slam Ball, that was like, oh god. Oh or,
2: Jesus Christ!
1: Slam ball, slam ball, and it's like. And like most of those shows feature like teenagers or like people who are like near eighteen as contestants, and I'm like, but isn't this for children? Why aren't there children like in these contests? And I don't understand. It's like it, it, like at least when Nickelodeon did them, you know, it was kids actually, and you could dream of being on those shows too.
0: And the host of the uh, the host of uh, the show, uh, Mark Summers.
1: Mark Mark
0: Summers He's actually actually extremely Obsessive compulsive and has a thing about Cleanliness
1: yeah I've heard that I've heard that so
0: he's like his Own personal hell when he's hosting Those shows
1: well I heard like for the Food show I think they have to like Plasticize some of the food just because Won't touch it otherwise Yeah. Yeah Yeah
0: it's uh I mean if you Go into his house and mess with the tussles On his on his rugs he'll actually Look he'll actually see it Get down on his knees and start smoothing out the tussles on all his rugs again.
1: Oh, that's sad. Wow.
0: So just imagine he he's on the double dare and there's these kids covered in gack that's trying to hug him and and all that and he has this him. real nervous laugh about it.
1: God bless that man. I mean that's pretty bad. I mean you know Howie Mandel, you know all he had to do was fist bumps, but man.
0: And do and do the Skeeter voice.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Which he calls the Bobby voice for some reason.
3: Oh, uh.
1: <laughs> but uh, back to Venture it Brothers. I was
2: about before either of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but back to Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers.
2: Go team Venture.
1: Go team Venture. I just I just love I just love that whole show. It's just great. I mean, I can't like every everything is quotable. Everything is wonderful.
0: Oh, the episode with the with the astronaut ghost. That had the best cold opening out of all Venture Brothers, because it, all the lyrics are from Space Oddity.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. And then... Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, when you're Dr. out of control
0: B- to Major Tom. You're breaking he- up. Yup. My ship knows which way to go. Tell my wife I love her. She knows!
1: <laughs> I know. It's epic. <laughs> um. Oh, man. When... I'm I thinking of uh, Doctor Venture. Oh,
0: that was also the episode where Brock Sampson beat up a guy in the worst way possible.
1: Oh, how was that again?
0: With his ass.
1: Oh. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh,
2: oh god. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh that. Oh the the uh, the animation on that was spectacular because it just showed his his butt muscles flex on the guys. Oh, on the guys. The guy's face just turns to horror.
1: Yep.
0: Because, because Brock, because what happened were fake pirates, or actually they were actually real pirates in the real term, were trying to steal the keys to the ship. And uh, Brock says he had the keys up his ass, so one pirate's reaching, and then...
1: Oh, yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> wow. yep. Yeah, I remember
3: that.
0: And then he uses. Well, and he, then he like
3: my ass and get the keys here. We go. And then oh.
0: with with the one pirate's hand in his ass, crushed horribly, he, he uses his body to like swing the pirate with his hand still in his ass to beat up the other pirate. Yep. <laughs> See that's
3: the determination.
1: I actually like the. I'd say my favorite Brock moment is like the end of of season four when he's like driving back after Molotov tells him that all of the, uh, the prostitutes have taken like Spanish fly, like this, the Spanish or like, they were all told to kill everyone. And like, he bursts out of the car and keeps running. And like that, that, the end of that episode is just so epic. And then they have to fight the prostitutes who turn into flies because of Dr. Venture's Spanish fly. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, you're like, you know, he runs in there, everything's okay, like a smile shared between friends, and then they all turn into to flies, and they have to fight him, and that's like, that's a great right there. You,
0: you okay? Oh, no! Uh, Matt, Matt, you okay?
2: Uh, yeah! Avalanche. Okay.
1: Was blown away by how awesome that was.
0: But See? yeah, the whole show is just awesome moments we can always, we can just all talk about. Remember the awesome one where this, and... That's the beauty of the show. This is a perfect show to talk about with your friends the next day.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, like every time an episode would come on, I'd be like, "Oh my god, did you see?" It? It's just, it's a great show. Yeah, it's
3: a great water cooler show the next day.
0: Absolutely, I know. It's the Seinfeld of this generation.
1: I mean, I, I'd sometimes stay up just to see it run again. Just you know, just so I could just see it because it's just so good. And I feel bad whenever I've watched after the end of an episode because I'm like, I want more just it's just like one of the best things that's come come along in a long time and it's just i i want it to just keep getting better and i better.
0: almost want to see the this uh, team attack like, another property but at the same time I'm not sure if I do because if this is the best they could if this is their best, best I hate to see them do something again and fail at it
1: well i mean i i don't know cuz um like uh Jackson public worked on the tech and the tech was really good. I,
0: I know, think. but I mean this 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 whole team together is what I mean.
1: Well, I think they could. I don't know. Maybe they can pull it off, but I mean.
0: Well, it depends on what the project is, because this whole thing yeah. is, is this whole thing is a message of failure. And if this they do is something, something else,
1: th- yeah.
0: If they do something else that's not themed in failure, I mean a lot of the idiosyncrasies and nuances in the humor about failure would be lost. So they, oh to, yeah. So I'm just saying that there's a risk. I'm not saying it'd be good or bad, but I'm almost curious to see it. At the same time, I'm almost fearful of it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Um, I guess I'm not worried about that just because, like, if this is if this is the best thing they ever do, well, shit, it doesn't matter what else they do. This is this is like perfect right here. <gasps> so. I'm not worried about that i I would like to see if they ever do in venture. I would hope to see some more stuff from the team, but I totally would understand if like that magic can't be gathered again, but yes. I think the magic oh. is there. the magic is definitely there.
0: oh, real quick question for you guys mm-hmm. yeah, favorite female character on venture
1: oh
2: dr is the monarch,
1: oh yeah, I gotta go with that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was great for the first like you know first two seasons where you're like is it a dude or she just got a really husky voice she used to
0: smoke they actually mentioned that
1: yeah i know but at first you weren't sure you're were kind of like and like even the characters in the show were kind of like oh um, have you seen
3: <laughs> well what about what about you matt what uh dr girlfriend or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. i think i think it has to be because it's such a uh... A polar opposite you've got you know you've got her in the see-through outfit with the panties and she's just like hawking up loogies in the sink or whatever and you're
0: just and you're just going
3: what's going on
0: actually her first outfit on the show was a whole total Jackie O outfit and the whole thing is the deep voice another stab at Jackie O because uh, I don't know if you know this but she actually has a deep voice for a woman
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. So, oh, uh Molotov- and i gotta say i do like Molotov cocktails as well um i do it like its like a
3: roller derby name i like I know, it
1: i know i <laughs> know she's she's just so... i remember
0: i remember the one where she's actually taking care of the ventures while brock's away to kill hunter gathers yeah i remember that one because 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 hank falls in love with her and he goes totally crazy and he grabs he grabs like this wooden sword and starts trying to beat rusty with it
1: yeah
0: it's just totally random because he's mumbling these lines from a song i forgot (laughs) what song but i just remember reading that like
1: yeah i i i like i like the whole her and brock their whole relationship i really love like um the whole But I loved um, I loved her whole heartbreakers thing like and also how she like was the that one sphinx guy the whole time. Like they reveal it at the end of uh, season four that she'd been hiding like that. But (laughs) oh, man. And now 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 I've got Hunter Gatherer stuck in my head in his uh, heartbreakers outfit.
0: (laughs) You did it to yourself.
1: No, I just love that. That's just so funny. I just love, he. he's one of my favorite characters on the show. But that's just because I like Hunter S. Thompson. So, and I just love that, like, he's given the reins of the ship. And it's almost like, it's like the thing that has to happen. Like <laughs> the whole metaphor of, no, the older generation has to let go and let the younger generation do something. And I, I that that really got to me that whole that whole arc, yeah. Like where the general hands it over to him, and I yeah. just felt like, man, that's just so awesome that the Hunter S. Thompson character gets the reins, and that's just so epic. Yeah. 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 I mean, but
0: so yeah.
1: I, that, that that I just really love the whole the failure aspect, and also the the constant, you know. The older generation is hanging over you, uh, theme that runs throughout it. Yeah,
0: it hangs over Rusty, and Rusty's failures hang over Hank and Dean.
1: Yeah. And, like, that's kind of like what's, it's sort of like what's going on with some, you know, like with in the real world is that, you know, a lot of the jobs are not open because the older generation just won't let go. And it's sort of like getting into that. And I kind of like that. I like that more shows are, like, talking about that. Like, Adventure Time sort of goes into that, too, about how, you know, maybe it's time for a younger generation to take over. And I like that that message is sort of getting some traction in shows, like Venture Brothers and Adventure Time.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, let's see here. we We are getting very, very... Very deep into the Venture Brothers. It's, uh, I remember reading that, uh, in the production they were actually using, uh, they were actually using a toy to make the, uh, helper noises.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. They were using a child's toy to do that.
1: That makes sense. I mean, the beeps and chirps and all. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, um, and the voice acting on the show is just really good. And I know that it's um that they have a really good, like a uh, good director. I think it's actually the voice of Dean is the director. Yeah, he oh, is. Okay. Yeah. Um And like, I like that they're deeply involved in the show too. Like, and that a lot of the voice actors are actually writers on the show.
0: And they're invested in the characters they play at least. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: And of course they get their credit, you know, Yay, actors credit. Of course. Yes, cuz you need that. Of course, but... that's
0: exactly what what we need is people where most people are involved in production in some nuance or way that way it feels more like it's part of them and there's this yeah. pride thing that shows up where that happens. And when and I... the, when pride shows up, you know, when you're proud of what you're working on, all of a sudden, you know, not all the times, but most of the times the quality sort of gets up there because of
3: that. Well, now, you guys just... have done a bunch of animation. Is that unique that you have voiceover actors as writers as well?
1: That, sometimes that is shows... actually
0: very unique, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it sometimes shows up on some... It depends on like if the writers have a lot of control. Because um, I do know that like some writers or directors like to put the writers in there just so they can get a credit. But here I think it's just that it's such a close-knit group that
2: well,
1: it's almost like they're, the reason they're so strong is it's a close-knit group. Like, the voice actors are involved, the writers are involved, the animators involved, everyone's involved.
0: Well, most of the better animated shows in that came from the U.S. had involvement from the voice actors, at least in some point or some way, where the voice actors are allowed to ad-lib sometimes or make suggestions or voice differently yeah. than the script. And the reason why is... What happens is they first do the voice acting and then they do the animation. That mm-hmm. way it matches up.
3: And yeah. some
0: some shows that do it the other way around, they they have a script. and The script is the script is the script, and that's yeah. when things feel stale and and blocky and like the Boondocks. Yeah,
1: okay. the, it's definitely when. Well, it's that way in anime too. Like some of the better animated shows do the voice acting first. And I, I think that's actually better because I you agree. Will get, you will get you will get some really some gems and, but you're right. Like if they're just reading, it's kind of stilted. And I guess that's why, getting back to dubs, that's why a lot of dubs feel so lifeless is because they're just reading. And when you're just reading, it doesn't in,
0: sound. In some people who do dubs are like, okay, you have to make. You have to make it match when the mouth is open exactly. You can't have yeah. any. They oh, don't.
1: They that. fortunately do not do that anymore. But I remember hearing. I remember hearing a few voice actors tell tales of having yes. to do. that. Now they speed gotta
0: they, do this race. But father, I have got,
1: to. Now they've got it so that you know they can sort of time it right.
0: Yeah, yeah but, but I was just like that's how Speed Racer did it. Yeah. oh Ugh. Ha ha
1: ha 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 ha. <laughs> Fill it in. <laughs> Just keep doing something until they stop.
2: <laughs> How long are we gone? Holy
0: crap! Yeah. <laughs> Almost epic length, Neil. Almost epic length. All right. Well, that means we have to wrap it up because Neil said, "Holy crap!" Oh. <laughs> oh. But uh, we. But come come back with us next weekend. We will have a very special guest, Tiffany Grant. Yay! Hooray! Oh, Aska, yeah. as you might know her. Woohoo! From a bunch of shows. Oh yeah, list in
2: front of me. Yes, but we will read that list next
0: time, Neil.
2: (laughs) It's uh... talk about all the screwed up characters she's played. (laughs) Oh,
0: we love we love Tiffany Grant.
2: We especially love that. We we love that one line. The no pizza, no Chinese. Oh yes,
0: but I just had Chinese. Darn. (laughs) Very nice hot and sour soup from a local place uh, right down the road from where I live.
1: Awesome,
0: really love. Mm. But yes, uh, I I am your host Ben,
2: and I'm TV's Mister Neil.
3: Thanks for having me. I'm Matt. Yeah. Uh, check out DVD Pablo every once in a while. Yeah. Skyline. Skyline. Oh Jesus, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'm Kitty Hawk, and I write Sparkling Generation Valgaryuki Check it out at sgby.com It is sexy fun. Yay! Yay!
0: All right, and good night, everybody.
1: Night.
2: Bye. Hey, folks. While we were waiting for Matt Sanko to get online, we were having an interesting conversation with Kitty Hawk about the nature of subs versus dubs and what's appropriate in localization. And It's about 15 minutes long. It was too long to leave in the pre-show, but we're going to put it at the end of the show here because I couldn't leave it on the cutting room floor. So enjoy this little bonus.
0: Yeah, we have a, we have a show in the next couple of weeks uh, called Defending Carl Masek.
1: Yeah,
0: and oh. it's really hard because Neil and I are like hunting down, looking for someone who is feverishly anti masic and it's hard to find nowadays. Yeah,
2: five Ten years, years ago, ago, yeah, it would have been like really easy to find someone.
0: Yeah, you just say, "Hey, I'm doing a show on Carl
2: Masik," and people are like, "Oh, I hate them." And they're like, Argh, "Robot attack! Robot attack!" You know. Uh. But now, like everyone's like kind of mellowed to him, and it's like, God damn it, where's where's the strike? We
0: found one person, but we're not going to invite that person because that person is like the worst example of
2: that kind of person. Yeah, and it uh, won't even be an argument. Like, a,
1: a, uh, like uh, he doesn't want to even hear anything. Well, it,
0: it's it's like imagine imagine what Neil calls a sub-snob, and imagine that put to the point where someone says, you, "Oh, we don't do localization at all. You actually have to have the honorifics in the dub." <laughs>
1: What (laughs) honorifics in the dub?
2: The kind of person who who thinks that like children will just cover their ears and screech in horror when they hear when they hear Big Brother in the uh, in uh, Robotech Senpai instead of Senpai, they're like, I don't know what this means. It it, it's referencing something in Japan that I don't understand. (laughs) Turn it off, Mom. (laughs) Oh. And that never happens. Well, I, yeah. I think
0: the I think the Sans and the Chop, the Chans and the Cuns and all that. I th- I think for a new viewer, with a dub no less, that is like a brick wall.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, with the dub, I, I that's kind of awkward. Like saying Big Brother, just because that's so odd in English. Well, unless, it is, but yeah, it's
2: not, it's not really as as difficult to understand as it would seem. I agree that you could kind of leave it out actually.
1: Well, well, senpai, use,
0: the, or or you well, Sir or or yeah,
1: yeah, sir. Sir and like Mr. and Mrs. Frasan and Chan, you can like sort of cutify their name or something. Yeah. Like Sakurakins or something like that if you really want to do that.
2: God damn it. But you could even you could even build that into how the characters interact with one another. You yeah. Could have, you could have just had uh, Rick Hunter just kinda Rick you know be yeah well, not, I think that would
1: have oh, gone too far so fine, Ricky. So yeah, or, yeah, Ricky. Yeah, you could do stuff like that, but yeah, I like having. I, I personally like it when it's in the sub. I do like having the honorifics.
0: Well, well, with the sub, you're going in there for the uh, inflections, anyway. So that yeah, and you much. can
1: also have you can also kind of have liner notes that say this means X. You know, oh, I
0: got to show you a picture, Kitty Hawk. That reminds okay. me something. So I, I was actually hunting for an anti masic guy on a message board. And I mentioned, uh, you know, like who's, who is this guy? And I said he he's responsible for bringing, you know, practically bringing anime to here. And and so another guy posted this picture on how bad uh,
2: non-localization can get. <laughs> I'm not even sure if that's real. <laughs> I think it is.
1: I don't think this is real.
2: I mean, that's just that's just ridiculous. I mean. No, no.
1: Yeah, we're looking at we're looking at a. It, AD,
2: could, it could have been. text. I could it could
0: have it could ADV. Neil, could you believe ADV did something like that? <laughs> I
2: I could almost believe that uh, that Animago would do something like that because they've come close a couple times. <laughs> this this about... is this
1: is totally fake because like the yeah. yeah the way she draws her tack here is a re- reference to the way that Char draws his saber in the conclusion of the original Gundam series. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah I mean, I, I mean it can get crazy and like for a while I was using um God, what was it called some DVD like some DVD player on my uh computer and some of the liner notes got kind of messed up cause it wasn't up to the task of reading them correctly and like sometimes my screen would be full of text Just be like <laughs>
0: My God, it's full of text.
1: Exactly. No, no, no. I do like like, I do like notes during the um, during the show, just because it's kind of nice to have that. Oh, here we're going to explain this little thing real quick, or like after the show.
0: You know, I love ADV. Actually, did this Uh, on my Kenshin DVDs. They actually have like a point where it says says uh, see notes on DVD during the show, (laughs) and on the show there's like a glossary of terms, and I'm like, this is bullshit i have to do homework to watch
2: kenshin <laughs> so adv dubbed that and they they still got sandy fox i think it was they adv got, me who did that oh god they went to someone they they went because she was yeah, she did, yeah, sandy, she did fox, the, uh, sandy fox saying the
0: american version of freckles and it's horrible
2: she did she did a uh, magic knight ray earth for a different company i can't believe they went out and got her Oh, I, I, listen to this. We should get this person. Fuck you, Matt Greenfield. Yeah. So, Kitty Hawk, did you ever see, hear the
0: American version of Freckles?
1: No. Freckles,
0: the first Kinch in the opening.
1: Yeah. The, the
0: American version.
1: I it's, just remember from that time period, and no offense to anyone who might have done it, but there weren't very good localizations of the songs, and I kind of say it was Never to them? Well, yeah. it, no, I've listened to some of them, but it's just sort of like, The translation plus, like, trying to sing it to the same tempo just never works.
0: Oh, uh, that reminds me, we're going to have a bad localization episode as well. And on that one, I'm actually going to have Pablo on that show just for one reason.
1: Oh, what, before?
0: Um, Long time ago, I was talking to Pablo about bad anime dubs. And I mentioned I—I I told Pablo once I heard the dub, the Spanish dub of the Magic Knight Rayearth theme, and Pablo started for no reason at all belting it out.
1: Oh yeah, you told me about that—that that he can sing the whole—he can sing the yeah. whole thing, yeah did you ever that's hear awesome. the
0: Spanish, did you hear the Spanish version of the song ever
1: I think y'all played it for me last time but I'll check that out but as' man, let yeah. see here uh, but yeah I think it's mostly when they try to do localizations of songs it's just it's, it doesn't fit because well that wasn't the language it was sung in and oftentimes the translation is trying like when people try to get the translation exact it just yeah. Never
2: works. yeah it
1: never works well that's because that's why Disney rewrote some of the Ghibli songs. You yeah.
2: know yeah that you just got to rewrite them, cause, yeah you know, you're never yeah, i did
0: them. i did like I did like the American dub of the Yu Yu Hakusho thing. I think that was actually one of the best Americanized versions of a Japanese song because uh, they actually got a singer that can carry a tune instead of so sandy fox
1: yeah, I, well, I think it's mostly that they learned their mistakes from earlier uh earlier songs, like I really think like a lot of the localization songs I've heard recently are pretty good compared to what they used to be. And I think it's mostly they learn their mistakes from let's do an exact translation and then have to get the person to sing it to the same tune. And that just, it's like, it's like what it's like in whispers of the heart where she's like translating the, the country road throughout the the movie. It doesn't sound right at first, but the end result sounds really great. And Mm. it's sort of like going, yeah, I love that. I love that movie. And, I always loved how the first version of the song wasn't really good but then like uh, it got better and better okay. as, as the story went on and I think that's basically what's going on here is that you have to just give up and accept that you can't say the crazy things that they sing in Japanese songs in yeah. English
0: or as Lena or as Lena Inverse says
2: in Japanese oh god that's <laughs> that horrible horrible scene <laughs> In the in the dub of Slayers, the, the original series, is, uh, there's a scene where Lena Inverse and... Uh, oh, who's, who's the little... Who's the little girl with the big boobs? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, Naga, I, I, Naga's sister. Uh, what's I'm, her name? Amelia, I think? Or no, yeah, Amelia. Thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's Lisa Ortiz and Veronica Taylor, the voice of uh, Ash Ketchum, <laughs> neither of whom can sing. And they have to sing this song, and after the first verse, they just give up and... And uh, Lena goes, let's sing in Japanese. And they switched to the Japanese track. (laughs) I was simultaneously horrified and doubled over with laughter.
1: That's awesome.
0: In Japanese.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then I showed it to Ben and he was like, no, no, they did not just do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cheap. It's so cheap. It is so cheap.
1: And that's funny. I mean, that's having fun with it. <laughs> like ah, this is gonna be terrible. Let's have some fun with it. With you please, it's kind of like Samurai Pizza Cats, where they gave up and just said, "Let's just do whatever comes to mind."
0: And then they lost the tapes.
1: Yep. But one of my favorite gags in there was like in the original, they were obviously saying "eh," and the uh, the 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 uh, katakana for "eh," you know, "e." falls on the uh, bad guy's head well Mm -hmm. instead in the tub they say we're gonna make random h's fall out of the sky and hit you on the head bonk (laughs) (laughs) and i was like that shouldn't be funny but it is you know the
0: guy who the guy who is you know narrating the song you know he was drunk when he did that
1: oh yeah 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 you told me about that and i always i always wondered if it was the b52 guy or someone doing a Damn good impression of him.
2: I think he was trying to do Paul Lind.
1: Yeah. I think
0: uh, I think that was totally trying to be Paul Lind.
1: Well, I thought he was the B fifty two guy at first. <laughs> I was like, dang, I got him? That's pretty awesome. But also kinda of sad because he's singing be. this.
0: <laughs> but the but Neil's right about trying to impersonate Paul Lind, you'd only do it once.
1: Yeah.
2: Instead of casting an alien to be in every single show of the series. <laughs>
1: But yeah, Samurai Pizza Cats' best localization ever.
0: I'm glad that you're not the anti-localization because I actually went through a stupid three-year period where I was like, "Oh, we have to have the original intent and all that," and then I realized yes. that that would make it uh, that would make it worse for people to try to get in there.
1: Well, I mean, I understand. I really do like watching the original show, but that's just mainly because I'm into Japanese culture. But I understand that some people aren't. But I don't think you should take it too far well that's but, um, why you
0: have a sub and a dub on a dvd exactly
1: and and but it's also just like if you find that what you're trying to localize isn't working you're either going to have to do what the japanese do which is actually remake it or just drop it like card captor sakura not happening mm. oh. and then there's the tokyo babylon dvd which is like marked as i think it was marked as like mature or something like that or at least like high teen like oh no this is like totally bad and stuff and both the dub and the sub were not the same as what was being said on screen like in the japanese like i knew enough that i knew that they weren't saying the things that they were saying like they tried to change it so that Subaru was not in love with, oh God, what was his name? Sashiro or something like that. And instead that Hokuto was in love with Sashiro. And I was like, wait, what? No, that's, <laughs> that is totally not in the story. And also that is totally not what they are saying. That's a, that's a particularly bad one.